0: Welcome to the Kill Your Internet
1: Podcast. Get, get, get All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 63 of the Kill Your Internet Podcast presented by High Brew Coffee. With you, as always, is your boy, Colin. With us today, we have Mr. James Iavine. Jimmy, how we doing, buddy? Hey. Hey. Lovely. How are you? <laughs> and we also have... I'm absolutely positive he's here today. (laughs) Kenny
2: B, how we doing, buddy? Doing good. COVID positive, just living life.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so we are. Ken, out here
3: staying positive. So we are. uh,
1: You didn't listen to Jimmy's warning. He told us to stay positive, but stay negative. And you. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, You know, stay positive, but keep negative. You know. So let me
1: keep up with everybody here. Uh, Ken alerted us on Thanksgiving that he had tested positive for the coronavirus. (laughs) All jokes aside, I'm very happy. He's happy and healthy asymptomatic ken how's the experience been buddy
2: you know it's actually i got the call on thanksgiving morning i got a rapid test woke up they're just like hey your test came back positive I was like, okay <laughs> well cool. yeah because
3: because if you get the phone call you know something yeah, bad because yeah, it's they like
2: would, they would the, email you yeah if, they're um, like
3: we're gonna post it on this random website that we invited <laughs> you to or we're gonna give you a call it's like all right well i'll just wait for the call and if you don't call so, me i'm gonna yeah
2: i got here. the i got the call they were like okay well Happy Thanksgiving. Like, <laughs> I have COVID. So. Appreciate it. Yeah. But it's, it's been pretty good. I mean, um, I've just been at my girlfriend's apartment. Uh, we had... Our families both send over leftovers and a ton of Thanksgiving food. Did they, oh, bring, did in think- like
1: e- did they bring in, like, E.T. hazmat suits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just dropped it off on the porch, and then um, it's actually they didn't pretty even, great. They didn't even wrap it up. They just took, they put it on the curb. <laughs> they, they put
3: it on the curb. They knocked on the door, and they ran away. It's just, like, loose Cars stuffing. And, and
1: There's, like, loose <laughs> stuffing and, like, green bean casserole on the curb.
3: They threw it out the window like it was a fucking morning newspaper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just open um, your
2: window and we'll try to –
1: Sling it in there <laughs> oh lord kenny i'm glad you're okay good. there buddy jesus yeah. that te-
2: hair looks great
1: yeah it looks ab- out- outstanding know. dude uh, me and jimmy okay, both yeah. had it up right now i just got out of the shower
3: <laughs> uh, yeah i have no hair <laughs>
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> dude problem. uh obviously it's been a busy week for us uh, i'm glad happy holidays to everybody everybody hope you enjoyed your thanksgiving hope you stayed socially distant and didn't do like 50 people in a house ken and, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah.
2: It got to me before i could even get the chance
1: <laughs> but uh i hope everybody's staying happy and healthy uh, it's a lot of stuff going on in the world today uh like i said last episode we are doing a new thing now where for musicians listening or just people in general i want to give you kind of a synopsis or a scenario to let you know whether or not you're in the right place if this is the the podcast for you obviously we welcome everybody but certain musicians might listen to this and be like this is too lowbrow for me i don't know if i can handle this i am a baller already so
3: definitely low bro uh
1: today today's situation if you have ever been on tour and slept eight people in a single hotel room to save money while on tour you are in the right place guys is there any one hotel situation that you remember very vividly that was like oh my god this is the worst thing we've ever done
2: um i can't um can i think the- mean good I was going to say the um, Kentucky show with that air mattress. Okay, well, probably. we slept in a garage. Oh, that was so fucking bad, dude. Yeah, we, we didn't die. A that was the plus.
1: There was like mannequins in there, and it was like a nightmare situation. We slept in a garage. Uh, yeah. The one I was thinking of, Ken, was Boston.
2: Boston. Yeah, that's Boston
1: too. It was uh, one of the more expensive hotels we've ever stayed in. It was old. It was weird. It was like a Tuesday night, and there was seven of us in this tiny hotel room, uh i slept in the bathroom under the sink uh eric didn't sleep he slept under, or he like (laughs) laid there and had an asthma attack underneath of a table uh and i think there was like four people in the bed so ladies and gentlemen if you're not down with the working class rock star style this is not the podcast for you but uh, (laughs) we we, we've been in this in it we've been in the shit we've been in the trenches so i kind of miss it like i kind of miss those situations where we just like cram into a hotel room and there's like seven of us in a car like oh yeah we have okay. to start, yeah, we have I'm to
3: like wait, like six hours before the show we start showers. <laughs> and it's like, I, 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 I always want to go first. <laughs> Eric always wants to go last because he doesn't Weird. feel like showering. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Because he doesn't feel like getting up to do the we thing. Treat,
1: we have to treat Eric like like Joe Dirt when the, when the poop rocket explodes on him and like, take, and like <laughs> They got like, the poop on me! <laughs> I gotta like brush him outside. Uh, no, no, but I,
3: I'm, I'm the same as Eric. I'm the same as Eric. Eric doesn't want to get up and get the shower and get ready and do the thing. That's why I always want to go first so that I get it done and I'm fucking on my phone. playing. The, on the phone worst phone part, honestly, is, is night
1: the night. fact that we run out of towels pretty early. So, you know, you're using quick so towel and it's very, very quick. Gigantic. Yeah. 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 You got uh. a taint
2: right on your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then if don't. we're like at the hotel for more than one days, you're going in to take a shower the next day. And you're like, I don't know which one is my towel. I'm just yeah, going yeah, yeah, to grab whatever. There's it's just a million flow.
1: different products on the sink. Like, <laughs> yeah. of course I want to go early because I want the time to do my hair and beautify myself. I need to take time. I need to blow. Yeah, the you mind. do the, you do the blow dry. I don't do. I blow do. Dry. I do blow dry. Uh, yeah. So ladies I don't and have hair. <laughs> yeah, but you, Jimmy's you, still
2: in there, just with the ball. Yeah, <laughs> <just, just, laughs> up bro, my scalp. Yeah, but
1: Jimmy has a great beard. It's unfair. Like that's my beard is trash. Ken, you're lucky. You have both somehow. I want to see what Ken's beard would yeah, look sir. like if he just went like Grizzly Adams, just went for it like all the way. Be Ooh, yeah. We can try
2: it. We can definitely try it. I think yeah. I could do it. You no got two kidding. weeks of doing nothing, dude. Like,
1: I was gonna say, how long until you're like allowed to be out of the
2: house? Saturday, I'll be fine. Once Saturday hits and I have no symptoms and I haven't started with symptoms, I'll be fine. So
3: once Saturday, Saturday hits, he's like, I can't taste this coffee. It's like, <laughs> fuck.
1: I can't Wait, did taste you lose anything. your taste? Did you lose your taste or your smell? nothing i Man. felt totally fine wow well oh, that's no. a good thing what well, we should not be like uh like m- malauding you here for like being healthy i'm proud of you ken congratulations thank you thank you very uh, much. other than that obviously we're still <laughs> writing heavy we're still creating a ton of content we have the Fillmore movie coming out ne- this week later this week we're gonna put the whole show out oh, yeah. that's really incredible funny. i really really miss playing shows uh we shot something cool the other day that we can't talk about and we will eventually i shouldn't even be mentioning it here so i'm just gonna leave that there exactly shut up Uh, also i just want to point this out i can't i can't do i can't go shh uh i want to i want you to watch the camera when i try and when i try to make an sh noise i go shh you can't see it my tongue sticks out of my mouth a little bit i had a speech (laughs) problem when i was a kid i had to go to speech did you have to go to speech therapy anybody or am i the only one who had to do that nope
2: i had a couple years of it congratulations jesus yeah
1: me me and the brianna judge both did in saint charles we both had to go to really yeah and Damn, look, at I look,
3: look at say, me now. Look, look at me now. Yeah, look at you go, dude. Speaking the English language, killing it, bro. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. So we have a lot going on. We have an interview. This is another episode of Meet the Team. We have our engineer, producer, buddy, uh, the man of few words, but the man with a lot to say, Mister Eric Bogax. Uh, great dude. Uh, he's going to come on. We're going to talk about the creative process, like what he's into. Cause he's, I always learned something from Eric. I learned about Afrobeat from Eric. I learned mm-hmm. that he has more soul records than anybody I've ever met. Loves uh, it. You have to like, really like, I don't know how to put this. You have to like coax words out of Eric. It's not an easy thing to do. And the good thing is when Eric doesn't like something, he doesn't get animated about it. He just goes nah Nah, that doesn't. No, nah. do nah. it again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, there's always times when we're in the studio uh, with everything. He's like fiddling with knobs, or he's sitting there, and I'm like, dude, he's hating this. He's hating yeah. the entire experience. And
3: you're like, <laughs> no, but he's loving it, and you don't even know. I, I know, like, but but unless he but unless he goes like, what do you think, Eric? And he goes. Yeah, exactly <laughs> That's it, that's yeah. it,
1: all so we got a We got a long conversation coming up with Eric Bogax today uh, Let's go into the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet uh, mm. Boys, did you see the Grammys uh, announce their nominees this year, earlier this week?
3: No, I didn't I did see that,
1: yeah So, there was a lot of, you know, positives There was a lot of, there's a few things I want to bring up I'm glad people got nominated for But the big news was The Weeknd, who put the biggest album out of the year He's got 65 right. million monthly listeners on Spotify Got zero nominations, and most really? people, yeah, most people, including Vegas, had him as the odds-on favorite for record and album of the year, and he got zero nominations.
3: Damn that, damn. I
1: wish so, I was but, but there's a ba- <laughs> there's a backstory here. <laughs> there's a backstory here. Apparently, the Grammys gave him an ultimatum: you either perform at the Grammys or you perform at the Super Bowl, because he is the Super Bowl halftime performer this year. Mm-hmm. Oh. And he chose the Super Bowl and apparently the Grammy said, but the Grammy said, Fuck you, you're getting no nominations. How outrageous Paddy. is that Tom, yes. Tom yeah, Tom Paddy. 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 very Tom <laughs> petty.
3: Jesus Christ. I'm just gonna say straight up,
1: I think the weekend is one of the most important, <laughs> most influential artists of the past decade. A true original. He changed the sound of R and B and he never like ceases to take risks. He always takes risks. This new record Yeah, he, he made an
3: eighties banger
1: that's what i'm yeah. saying I mean, yeah, like,
3: like that shit i thought it was an 80s song for the longest time until i found
1: out are, are you are you talking about can't, i can't feel my face no 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 uh blinding lights blinding lights yeah. Yeah. great song i thought you were talking yeah, about man, uh, man, i man, was man. listening to the weekend today and uh you know this song i can't feel my face
0: I when, can't feel
2: my face. that, mm-hmm. space,
1: that was space. like his first big hit right well, or one so, of them. Yeah, so, but i love it so he had a, a trio of mixtapes in the beginning of the, the 2010s called Thursday, House of Balloons, and I forget the other one. Uh, but it's called The Trilogy. And in there, there was a song called Wicked Games, which is fuck. that was his first, like, come on. But then he did, like, uh, like uh, Crew Love with Drake. He had a bunch mm-hmm. of hits, but the first one that, like, broke him out as a huge star was I Can't Feel My Face. Right, 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 right. The song's about cocaine. Yeah, About And uh, so he won a Kid's Choice Award for that song. And uh, he he has a song called Reminder. And uh, one of the lines in there was, I just won a new award from a kid's show talking about her face numbing off a bag of blow.
2: (laughs) He's a fucking G. uh, So him
1: getting zero nominations is disgusting. Disgusting. I mean, I feel like that album,
2: you know, I don't care what age you are, your parents, whatever. Everyone knew that album. Everyone knew that song. It's It's kind
1: of... It was like Universal. the pop album
2: of the year. Yeah,
3: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Universal release. So if big, fuck you, the Grammys. If that's really yeah, that's that's,
3: that's that's extremely that's extremely un, unfair.
1: Another record like, that I can't believe got zero. I apologize for cutting you off, but another no, 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 another album that I can't believe got zero nominations. Imploding the Mirage by the Killers got no nominations. Yeah, I barely really.
2: get a rock nom. I'm shocked because Hot that album was. Fuck. I mean, amazing. it
3: wasn't like. Uh, oh, i loved it
1: oh i, I loved it. it i was one yeah. of my favorite re- it was maybe my favorite record of the was, year i gotta be really honest
3: it was very churchy in my opinion yeah uh, yeah I it just so. sounded like had like a it had like the church ethereal kind of oh, like maybe was-
2: jimmy you need more jesus in your life but yeah <laughs>
1: damn straight i know that <laughs> Yeah, i was gonna say this is not the Don't be preaching at me behind that freaking <laughs> quarantine <laughs> you <got> going on <laughs> Come I'm, about to, I'm holding my i'm holding my cross around my neck up and i'm pretty sure jimmy's wincing i can't believe it uh, <laughs> yeah, but there was me. a there was a couple albums i was really happy i saw get nominated nas got nominated for rap album of the year can you believe that nasir jones has zero grammys in his career really yep one of the oh, greatest so. lyricists of all time zero yeah. grammys and i like king's disease it was a record that just came out this year outstanding hit boy produced a lot of it okay. um the rock grammy nominations this year the best it's been in a while, and it's really cool, the entire genre is women.
2: Oh, really? It's
1: fucking yeah, sick. Yeah, I saw that, and it
2: was good because it was, like, a rightfully so. It wasn't yes. like, we're going to try to make it all women. Absolutely,
1: no. Everyone These were the best there. records. Mm-hmm. I will say, I still think The Killer should have been in there. But other than yeah. that, Brittany Howard got nominated for her solo mm-hmm. record. Uh, Fiona She's already Apple. got a Grammy. Fiona Apple for fetching the bull, or fetch the bull cutters, which is fucking outstanding. That's some like avant-garde next level shit. Yeah. And then Phoebe Bridgers also for Punisher. Uh, yeah. Outstanding record. The Heim album. Oh yeah, yeah. the High album got it too. I, and there might be one more in there that I am missing, but all, all of those ladies deserve that 150%. And I think it's such a cool, like growing of the genre. And I bring yep. this up a lot with rock as it is, but it, rock is so overanalyzed in its effect on people because it, now it's becoming an older art form in the fact that it's been around now for 50, 60 years.
3: Right, rock and, like, and roll itself.
1: Hip-hop is growing right now, and hip-hop is in its kind of like, holy shit, they're taking over kind of thing. Rock, rock is still evolving. It's changing, but in a different way. And so I'm excited to see something like this, and hopefully this inspires a whole generation of young ladies to come up and say, like, fuck that shit, we can do it too. It's fucking yeah, bad. exactly.
3: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. sick.
1: And, uh, you know... And now Erica Ruiz can step out in front and take, and take it. You know what I'm talking about? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah. hey, other, other, than, other than that, uh, what else? The, I, uh, there was a lot of. Uh, oh, G Love. G-Love, G-Lo, that was what out. I wanted to yeah. say. G-Love for Contemporary Blues Album for the juice.
2: That's my fucking man, <laughs> Love Garrett. Shout Cutter. out, out G-Love. Shout out G, dude. That's our fucking <laughs> name right sauce. There.
1: And the special sauce. Baby. Uh, yeah, man, uh,
3: always
2: mention the
1: special sauce. Let's, uh, Jimmy Jazz, that's what I'm talking about. Hell yeah, Houseman. Uh, let's move on to our second thing here. Uh, Ken's not the only one we're currently this week. Uh, all of the Bron- the Denver Broncos starting quarterback <laughs> their starting that. quarterback and all three of the reserves all got corona actually did you this game is a train wreck while <laughs> watching it so so what oh, happened they their backup quarterback got corona and because they were all in the meeting room together they were all ruled ineligible because it was too close to contact including the boat Blake Bortles yeah uh, bless bless his heart um, so what they did was they had to bring up somebody from their practice squad who was a wide receiver who played two years of quarterback in college at Wake Forest named Kendall Hilton. Kendall Hilton was also like an all state quarterback who like won a state championship was a baller today. He went one for nine (laughs) throwing the ball. They had like one completion, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the next time somebody tries to tell you that they could play a pro sport, <laughs> they are wrong. Yeah, I don't want to no. hear your drunk buddy at the bar go, nah, dude, I can fucking go out there and play for the first. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> this, this all-state State song, high school
2: dude. quarterback couldn't make two completions.
1: <laughs> I want to I give a big shout-out to my wife, Dana, for a great, great quote today. I was sitting there going, who the fuck is going to play quarterback for the Broncos, and she just goes on the couch, Uncle Rico. That's all she said. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, Kenny, you're not alone, buddy.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, I, I I had to um take myself out of the job, the runny for the quarterback. Oh, they, no, yeah, 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 yeah. they, they called up
3: Kenny. They called up Kenny, but sorry, he had boy, Corona too. Sorry, Mr. Way. <laughs> That's that was the funniest thing. Um, a buddy from work texted me that, and he was like, "I don't know who the hell they're going to get for fucking quarterback."
1: <laughs> well, apparently they tried. They tried to petition the NFL to have one of their like. Uh, Like quarterback coaches play quarterback I swear to god that was like a special Offensive assistant they were trying to petition To let him play quarterback He was
2: probably like a young coach that probably Yeah yeah yeah, still had it in him
3: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah yeah still had it that's the
2: four corners. What do you do?
1: <laughs> this is what you get for letting Tim Tebow go down. <laughs> way. This is what you get. Can you can you imagine
2: if that happened in Philadelphia with Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio? If, <laughs> oh yeah, my no God. Yo,
1: Mikey missed Tyrone Nat. I think, honestly, they should hold up tryouts like they did for fucking <laughs> <laughs> for Pally. Honestly, I go in there, dude. My, fucking, yo, my, uncle, could, my uncle played fucking center at uh, North Catholic back in like 1973, <laughs> dude. He's fucking great. Uh yeah, so that so that's the Broncos situation. Uh, so one thing on the internet that like I wanted to bring up, did you guys see about this giant metal obelisk that was in the desert in? I think it was in like Arizona.
2: It's not there anymore.
1: No, it's it gone. disappeared. So there was this thing that people were putting out last week. What? They, they found this giant shiny metal metallic obelisk that looks. I swear to God, and I saw. I wrote it on Barcel's Twitter.
3: Looks like uh, a vibrator.
1: No, it looks exactly oh. like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a jewel like one of those like you USB oh, oh, things, yeah. and uh so there everybody was like oh my god fucking aliens are coming and then the like, other people were like this is obviously some kind of hipster art installation because it has like legitimate like fucking rivets in it like you can tell it was made by some dude like who yes fucking did it, made
3: by hand yeah
1: and now it's gone and it's everybody's completely like, gone. well now the aliens are here obviously look if it is the aliens then my whole plan is coming together because can we talk about this last week i want to use aliens for promo for the next shot record I want to be the first person to... Now's, now's the time to strike.
2: Yeah, right? While the iron's hot.
1: <laughs> Literally the iron in the desert. Dude, yeah. uh, that is still my all-time favorite thing that Eric and me have ever done in this podcast when I told him that I didn't give a shit about aliens. And we, like, went into, like, our plan to, like, use the aliens <laughs> for promo. <laughs> Eric is like, yo, we heard that Fox shot on Intergalactic 645. Five." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet. That Uh, is wild. Let's go into what the fuck we've been listening to. I'll go first, then Jimmy, then Ken. Ken, you go last because you got Roni. Uh, My uh, first one, I picked a song from that Nas album. I picked the song, Replace Me. It's featuring Don Tolliver, who I absolutely fucking love, and Big Sean. uh, Produced by Hit Boy. Nas still sounds as good as fucking ever. Like, this is 1994, and he just dropped Illmatic. Uh, and oh man, Don- I love Illmatic. So me too, much. man. That's an all timer. But uh, yeah. Don Tolliver just continues to fuck the game up. And uh, Big Sean's having a year, dude. Detroit two was great. Um, so shout out to those guys. My first pick was Replace Me by Nas, Don Tolliver, and Big Sean. Jimmy, what's your first yes. pick?
3: So uh, obviously, I'm doing another theme. The Jimmy Steen Jimmy Steen corner comes back. <laughs> so these are these are songs that. Um, uh, of, by dudes that I never listened to, and actually my girlfriend <laughs> has showed me these songs, but they're like fucking banger epic. They're just both epic as shit. And the first one is Justin Bieber. Ooh, "Lonely" by Justin Bieber. Oh, That's a good song.
1: I like that song. It's fucking
3: lot. epic as it's a good song. And he sings that, his dick off. Yeah, dude. that's
1: Benny Blanco produced that. So he got a super. Oh, uh, really? Song okay, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Fucking song is great.
3: <laughs> it's dope, and it's 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 you know it's actually like. It, I'm like, all right, man, you know, man, I got to, I got
1: to
2: think (laughs) for, I got to think for Justin Bieber. That dude's fucking beefs. He makes sense. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that.
3: Makes sense. It's making more sense now that we're all 30. Then, you know what I
1: mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I'm not 30 yet. Neither's Ken. Whatever. Yeah. I got a couple months. (laughs) I got a (laughs) whole 31. (laughs) Uh, Good pick, Jimmy. Uh, Ken, what's your first pick?
2: So going off you with Nas, I kind of did that with G-Love after I saw The Juice got that knob. Let's go! Went back and listened to it. Shake Your Hair, G-Love and Special Sauce. Yeah, off The Juice. Probably my favorite song on the album. Um, it's just that album is very much like G-Love. Like, Absolutely. I know he's on the Americana, but he really went back and killed the blues stuff again and just yeah. great album all around.
1: Dude, that song with Kebmo on that record? Um, yeah, I was going to
2: pick that one. What's that? I have it up right here. It got um, crazy.
1: Yeah, I'm, go crazy. I my mind if I don't go crazy, that shit's hot. And there's a song with Marcus King on there too that's fucking hot as shit. So Yeah, I
2: think that was the title track to Juice, right?
1: Yeah. 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 Shouts yeah. out to Garrett Dutton, man. I'm going to send him I'm going to send him a link to his podcast. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He might, yo, he's talked to you before. Yeah, no, I hit Garrett every from time, time. Oh, I'm going first name basis, fuck that shit. <laughs> uh, my second pick, I went with Vampire Weekend. Uh, I woke up this morning feeling a little stressed out, went to the gym and on my way home, uh I think it was uh jerusalem new york berlin came on my my mix it's off the new record but then Mm -hmm. i went back and listened to the record and i went with how long i love that fucking song ezra Koenig, obviously with with the fucking rhyme scheme but just that chorus the how long till we sink to the bottom of the sea but shouts out to the the ladies from haim as well who do backgrounds on the entire record the whole yeah yeah that's true could you imagine being at a point in your career where you can call on those ladies to just do the whole record? Like, as like, I'm sure they co-wrote a lot of it too, right? Uh, and the last thing I'll say about Vampire Weekend, right? So, do you guys watch the uh, the incredible Kimmy, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt?
3: No, and, never uh, watched it. uh, I never watch it. It's funny as shit,
1: fucking outstanding. If you like Thirty Rock, um, you'll like this. It's like Thirty Rock on crack. Yeah, it's, it's just, uh, like dumb. It's so fun, but it it has like. 10 laugh-out-loud moments per episode. If you listen to the dialogue, it's fucking hilarious. But uh, during that, the, the season three opener, uh, Titus, who is the one character on the show, catches his boyfriend cheating on him and uh, goes, and you ever seen the, the video for Lemonade by Beyonce? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he does, he, he says he's going to go lemonading and he like recreates the whole video and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but I said, I said to Dana, I was like, do you know who wrote, this fucking song for beyonce and ezra koenig wrote the song and said he really he wrote it and produced it and he sent wow. the full version to beyonce or at least to be the, it was the whole instrumental but he sent the the original idea for the the song the uh i uh, i need to remember the name of the song but it's the the main song off lemonade and ezra koenig wrote it
3: oh that's insane
1: fucking sick dude i love that guy yeah that's cool as <laughs> shit uh jimmy what's your second song
3: uh so keeping in theme with uh you know dudes I don't really listen to, just epic singing songs. Uh Louis Capaldi Before You Go. It's a okay. fucking banger of a song. Hell yeah. And the, uh, the the drums in it are pretty cool too. Like uh the first one, Lonely Bush Justin Bieber doesn't have any drums, it's all piano, but the yeah. drums in Louis Capaldi's thing is pretty cool. It's just kinda like buh, 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 buh. But uh that that song, like the grit he gets out of his Before you are. like it's Mm, chef's kiss
1: uh very, very good, good. Very, very, british,
3: very well sung too very
1: british guy too uh he's yeah, really like incredibly british. good yeah. he's funny as fuck online too he's a funny guy he's Is not he? like he's not like a typical handsome dude to be a pop star and he <laughs> always shits on himself online like uh it was this actually happened last week so uh, he retweeted this thing and it was like e-news kept putting up pictures of people like, i on, saw that on, yeah. on <laughs> like a red carpet or something <laughs> like that and it was like jennifer jennifer lopez absolutely stunning at the at the oscars or something like that and it was like uh so like cardi b slaying at the grammys and then it just said Louis capaldi at the grammys to, yo he was at firefly when we played was he yeah he was one of the acts at firefly that year oh damn so you missed it uh kenny what's your uh, second pick
2: My second pick, I'm going to go with an artist you talked about before. Um, Kenny Hoopla came out with a new song, Estella, with Travis Barker. Great song. I just love – talking about someone that got snubbed, I think, in the alternative world for a Grammy. Um, Great song. I mean, Travis Barker's co-sign will always make it a hit, but – Always. Solid, solid song. I can't wait to see him come out with a full um, legit release.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've been talking about Kenny Hoopla on here for a while. Uh, how, will I, how will I sleep in peace? Or how, what is it? How can I rest in peace if I'm buried by a highway? Is that the name? Yeah, it's so a very,
2: like, 1975 oh, um, yeah. title. But Oh, yeah, that is. <laughs> that title is
3: long. Absolute yeah. fucking stud.
1: <laughs> absolute fucking stud, dude. Yeah. Uh, So that to is,
3: listen to him. I haven't listened to him. Yeah. No, you do. Check it's him really out. Good. Kenny Hoopla? Kenny Hoopla. Kenny Hoopla.
1: Hoopla. Uh, so that is what the <laughs> fuck we've been listening to. We're going to go into our interview with Eric Bogax. Uh, before we do, to shout out first uh, to our sponsor at Body Armor. Uh, thank you for sending us some stuff, Body Armor. We fucking have always been a Body Armor uh, Podcast body armor band. Uh, always my after show drink. Always the first thing I grab on the on the road. I, we brought up the other day, but if you stop at a gas station and, and you get a Slim Jim, a Slurpee, and a body armor, you are Colin budney So that is my after show uh, road deal. Uh, Maybe also- a
2: little toquito. Um, oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I do- so- it,
3: especially at the wrong Seven <laughs> Eleven.
2: The one you know you know I mean? shouldn't. Yeah, it, but yeah. You if you're looking <laughs> yeah. at it, you're like,
3: that's been there. That's been not rolling because the roller's broken <laughs> about 15, 20
1: yeah. hours.
2: Yeah, he's it's like,
3: like,
1: hey, out. buddy.
2: I want it. I don't care what you tell You're
3: me. You're telling me that's the only <laughs> buffalo chicken taquito you got.
1: It's the only buffalo ch- chicken taquito in the state, my friend. Me You and know Ken, it's good if you if you got to sign a waiver. Me, me. <laughs> so this is this is a very specific me and Ken thing. But when we play New York, there's a there's a 7-Eleven right before you leave Manhattan to go back on the turnpike, and we always stop at it. And first off, they must get shit stolen from there all the time because the entire periphery of the 7-Eleven has pictures of people that have stolen from there. <laughs> uh, but uh, I always get the taquitos there. Me and Ken just sit in the car silently and just munch the taquitos and we're like, man. Dude, remember, remember the one time we did and my wife threw up?
2: Yeah, she like pulled the door <laughs> up like, while the car was like going down the highway
0: we are like, like, Dana, no, no, no. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, and then also I want to give a shout out to uh, High Brew Coffee, 10% off all online purchases with promo code FOXTROT. Uh, grab don't. it at Wawa. You're always going to Wawa, everybody. Fucking do the smart thing. Grab Hybrid Coffee. You know you want to. You know, you Wear a to. mask. Wear a mask. And coffee. Obviously. And then drink it through the mask. It's a strainer, and it just gets the caffeine directly <laughs> in your blood system. filters
4: uh, it, yeah.
1: We're going to go into our interview with Eric Bogax here, and we're going to come back and do our Coronavirus Survival Guide for the day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your guest today on the Kill Your Internet podcast, part three of Meet the Team. He's our engineer. He's our producer. He's a man of few words till you get to know him. His name's Mr. Eric Bogax. Eric, how are we doing today? How are you doing? I'm good. good, good, good to
4: be here, sir. If you,
1: if you would have fucking told me a year ago that I'd be sitting here interviewing you for a fucking podcasts, I left my ass <laughs> off. It really was, too, because earlier in the episode, it was me, Jimmy, and Ken, and we were talking, and I was like, until you really get to know Eric, there's not a lot of words that come out of you, and then when we do get to know you, they come out. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, relatively accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the way you deliver that line, you're like, yes, that's uh, that's accurate. Uh, but we're recording out of Eric's studio, uh,
4: North Philly. Technically, this is North Philly, right? Yeah. It's temple, area. The temple area? Temple area. Um, me and my friend built this place back in 2011, I think. Really? Yeah, I was still in. I was. I was still in school. Oh, uh, okay. Um, maybe yeah, yeah. We just we were the first people in the basement here that there were still they had like other studios in the building, but yeah. like down here they opened up and like.
1: Shout out to the old Rec Philly spot.
4: Yeah, yeah, they were up on the, on the fifth floor, I guess it would be now. If you um, wanted to
1: come create and smoke weed, it's where you came to. Yeah, and I I feel like no matter what, that will always be up there but uh we're happy to be here
4: i mean they took up a lot of space
1: up there so I don't, they, yeah it was a I whole fucking floor we are know. in an old window factory right now yeah which i fucking love i like how i texted you i'm like where are we at and you're like window factory and i knew exactly what you were talking about
4: well it's like all the like the, the art spaces around here oh, yeah. like the sewing factory or the, the 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 button loft or whatever what used to be industry the, is the, now yeah the paper mill
1: <laughs> paper mills, creative places now yeah um, Eric, we start every interview just by asking, like, "What is quarantine?" I know we've seen each other a lot during quarantine, but like, generally, what has it been like for you? Uh, <laughs> Go get your Sour Patch Kids! <laughs> I saw him leaning for the fucking Sour Patch Kids. Go ahead. Uh,
4: I mean, uh, I'm, 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 to it actually hasn't been that bad for me. Um, uh, like, the uh, earlier on, like, the we lost a lot of work studio like april may and like it was just like done like there was like we had bookings everybody just canceled and there was like not much happening but um since like mid since like the midsummer like i've had you know i had a person hit me up where i worked on a project with that took you know some time over the you know june july then since then other little things here and there so i've never really stopped working which Mm -hmm. is really good um, and to be honest, I don't really like people much in the first place. So it's facts. Like- <laughs> major <laughs> facts. I'll
1: tell you this too you know, shit is fucked up if Foxtrot cancels on you. Like, if we're not working, like, I feel like nobody's coming through the studio. And I remember those months of like me trying to convince the rest of the band, like, hey, like, we could probably get into Spice House if we wanted to. Yeah. And everybody being like, I don't know, like, yeah. is it right? Which, obviously, like, looking back at it, like, yes, it was the right thing to do, but I'm impatient, so I wanted to get in. But I'm glad to hear because a lot of the people that I've talked to who are more on your side of things, the the producing and and the the uh, engineering side, they've been busy because everybody's trying to record music.
4: Yeah, the at least the people who want to be ahead of the game, like when when you know stuff actually goes back to some semblance of normalcy.
1: I do think of like people who like didn't do that, who didn't keep their foot to to the fucking floor and 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 mash it. Like I couldn't imagine taking off like a year not necessarily taking off or being shut down for a year and then just coming back and being
4: like okay so what are we doing like it, it, it's crazy to me well i think i think it's gonna be like anything else just that is not gonna come back
1: that's true and that, i mean that that's gonna be a theme for a lot of things in this country in this world um and i mean i've seen a lot of our friends like like bands that i loved who threw in the tail who were like i guess like all right we are, we're breaking up or we're taking a hiatus uh, a couple of my friends in Nashville. There's a couple bands out of New Jersey that I absolutely fucking love. That I can't believe they just stopped playing. Yeah, it was a matter of I, I. think this was a period of time where like bands looked at their situation. They were like, "Is this worth it? You know what I mean?" Or like, and I get it because, and it's something we talk about all the time. But like, musicians and people in the arts have just been thrown to the wolves. It's kind of a situation where, yeah, it, it, you know, you guys, whatever, you can't do your job. Okay, so what can what can you do to help? Well, I mean, it's not a real job, is it? You know what I mean, like. And and that is a theme throughout a lot of the conversations that we have. Like, what the fuck can we do in this scenario?
4: The other thing too is like they they slapped together the pandemic, the unemployment for people who normally wouldn't get unemployment. Mm -hmm. And I was just reading an article today about that, where it's like, and I think this is mostly true. Anybody who actually signed up for that really they got approved but then they only approved them for like the minimum just to get the thing oh, going yeah. and they're realizing now that there's like a ton of people who actually would have qualified for much more that that like they actually I don't know what's going to happen Not to mention
1: that. gig workers 13 million people will be thrown off unemployment the day after christmas if government doesn't get their shit together and pass the stimulus
4: well uh, they just they just got back together from their
1: congratulations <laughs> from their ninth fucking vacation so, like, the first thing we like to do with our guests, I like to tell them something we appreciate about them. And for us, like, you're a good ear. Like You're a good ear to bring something to. Because for me, like, I, I like sometimes when my producers get, like, overly emotional or, like, you're more of a pragmatic person to where you're like, I like that, but we could do this. We can edit things out. You stay kind of in the middle on things, but you always make shit sound better. And so, to me, like I thank you for that because it's something that I've always appreciated about you.
4: I think it just comes. I mean, when it comes to that, is uh, one of the things I like to do is I like to work on people's stuff, mm-hmm. and I like to maintain what their vision is for it. I and mean, I don't like to like impart too much of my own affect on things, right. unless unless it's like something that they they want. So after like naturally after doing that for a while, then it comes down to the fact that when I hear stuff, I'm like, we could probably make it like this. It's 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 just a way of keeping things in line with what the original idea was without like well i mean do you think
1: that somewhat comes from your engineer background of working in that and not always being on the production side and kind of knowing how to walk the line between being in front of something or being a part of it
4: yeah i mean i guess so you're always wearing like kind of the two hats at the time because like like usually i tell people like even if i'm just recording i'm like i'll have ideas i'm like feel free to you know not listen to them at all but it's like
1: well, when you weren't producing for us, when you were just engineering, whether it was Dave or it was Alex, yeah. and when you would say something, the whole band would go, that's <laughs> got to be important, because you weren't saying everything. Like, sometimes you're in the room with people, and they just keep fucking talking, and one out of every ten ideas is good. When you say something, when you bring forth an idea, I generally take it seriously. And I, I think this has been an interesting relationship for us as a band to work with you, because we it's been in different stages. Yeah. And... I just like I love what we've done together, and I love the fact that I can come to you and say I want this, and we figure out how to do it. Uh, like, in your experience, what was the first thing you ever remember producing? Oh, uh, like just in general? Yeah, in general, like because I everybody has the first song that they wrote, or like what was the first thing you ever felt like you put a stamp on? And you said like, okay, that's produced by Eric Bogax.
4: I mean, because I, I was I started doing started you know making uh you know beats and stuff back in high school was hip-hop your first thing uh as far as like making music yeah not technically i played in like a horror punk band before that you played in a horror what <laughs> yeah. the hell is horror punk so it was like this thing of the misfits oh okay okay that makes um, sense <laughs> did you wear that like, did you wear the paint or like we had... did actually, no yeah. shit yeah. there's some old there's some old uh pictures of that but all of our songs were written about old b horror movies oh that's cool our um uh, the guy who who his name was Miles, he still plays music today, he's actually a really good, really good blues musician now. But at the time he had this library of over like five hundred VHS B horror movies. What? Of just like this like anything like grindhouse type horror movies. Like any like, like that? this old B like classic all ones, that ones you never heard of before or whatever. Yeah. So we would watch them. he would just write all the songs about these movies. So we had like Plan 9, uh, from Plan 9 from Outer Space, we had Bloodsucking Freaks, of the same thing. Um, <laughs> what was the name of the band? The Brain Termites. The Brain Termites? Which is also a reference to another one of these movies, I don't remember which one though.
1: This was not what I thought yeah. this was going to start with, and I'm fucking <laughs> super happy I asked yeah. that question.
4: But like, did you produce that? I mean, dude, I was like... 15. Don't give a shit. It Still yeah. counts. Yeah, no, not not necessarily because I was a second bass player in the band because it was really like my brother and, and and Miles and then they had two other people. Oh, uh, that's I was cool. like my, my you know younger brother whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had my own like uh, punk band that I played and I guess and then they needed someone to fill to take over for bass and I was like I play bass you know kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so
1: what's your first instrument? Like if you were to say like somebody was to put a gun to your head and say Eric, you are a blank player. Oh my god. Obo, obo? Yeah, I'm so glad I'm asking these <laughs> questions because they're all fucking awesome answers I wasn't expecting. Yeah. So obo, what don't you play is more
4: of a question. Mm, I mean, I don't really play anything. Okay, so
1: you're just you just fiddle with a bunch of shit. Like like
4: I can yeah like I can hack around on stuff. But like, you do yeah. a good
1: job with the what is it the Prophet 12? What is this technically just a synth? Yeah. It's a you got thing, the yeah. Mellotron sounds out of this there, right?
4: Uh, well no, not not technically those those, the Mellotron. What you're referencing? So like we, where I live, we borrowed a real mellotron.
1: Oh, uh, you sampled it.
4: And I sampled it, and then tuned it, and then, but that's, but it's like a capture of that particular mellotron. So it's not just like like a bland mellotron sample right. library. It's like that instrument that I sampled, and I just kind of tuned it so it wasn't so, so fucking walky like the right. notes. And, and then I I did that for two of the sp- patches onto the flutes and the strings, and then I found another library of Chamberlain stuff. Chamberlain is like, it was like the, the came after the Mellotron. It was a different company and it was the same premise where they had these, these banks of, of tapes of, of like, you know, Different like like recordings of like you know choir stuff or like you know, bowed instruments or whatever yeah. or random stuff and then you would play it the same way at mellotron where you strike the key it makes the tape play right. so it's like a really 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 old school idea of a sampler but I have a whole bank of that stuff that I took and I just you could just make instruments out of it in, in Ableton so I say
1: this I say this to you all the time and I said this to Joe Costa who uh, is our engineer in Nashville works for Ben Folds works for a bunch of people down there and tours stuff like that and uh, I said to him. What you do, uh, like, is just a different part of your brain that I don't have. Like, it just doesn't work. Like, the fact that you know all that, like, I like to outsource that kind of shit to you. But I love listening to you talk back to me about, like, what you actually do. I'm like, I like the way that sounds, but you know why it sounds that way. Well...
4: (laughs) Sour Patch. Uh, I think it comes down to the fact that, I mean, I just like sounds. Yeah. I like working with with stuff, and it's always like I've always, like even when I was making beats, the, the main question I always asked myself was how come my beats don't sound like like these guys, right? You know what I mean? That was like, you know that, that that's just the question that puts you down the rabbit hole later on, So that's how I got into like engineering because I was like, how come my stuff sounds like this, and their stuff sounds like this?
1: Are you inquisitive like that in other parts of your life too? Like, are you a tinkerer? Like, do you like take shit apart and
4: put it back together? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it depends. I really think that engineers
1: and producers have a different uh, a personality set like it's just it's something like intrinsic like i think songwriters and engineers are just have different wavelengths that they work on they're both good they're just different and to me like uh, i had a conversation with with somebody recently and we were talking about the difference between being a sound guy or a song guy do you consider yourself more of a, a the song itself has to be great or do you think you can make it sound good and make a shitty song good I mean,
4: you can make the answer to the last question is no, you can't do that. Right, the song has to be good. Yeah, now what makes the song good is then debatable though.
1: That's I agree with that because to me, like I think when you you were playing me something back last time I was in the studio, and I love the song. But what you did with the Prophet Twelve made the song great to me. I really like the textures that you put in there.
4: Yeah, so uh, like the way that I view, like what makes a song good can be a variety of things. Yeah. Like to the traditional songwriting, where there's like you know really interesting lyrics and like a cool melody, and you know like the you're paying attention to the voice a lot, and that can carry a lot of like otherwise might be subpar elements of the rest of the tune. Yeah. Like if that's good. That can carry a lot. But then there's also tunes where it's like. The, the 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 lyrics might not be particularly strong, and, and the 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 melody might be interesting and simple, but if everything locks together in a vibe, yeah, then it's still a good song. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, but if if you know like that like that that's like it has to it has to have all those elements working.
1: Well, I agree too. And you you say the vibe, and there's some shit that you really like that you've shown me, like Charlie Crockett, oh, to yeah. where like there's nothing complex about that. They're just really cool songs, but more than anything, it's a fucking vibe. You you know without ever looking at that guy that there's a cowboy hat on yeah. You know that there's a vibe to that person like that the, sets that the rhinestone jewelry and everything. Exactly. <laughs> and so to me, like that's one thing I've learned from you would definitely be the vibe. But I, I think another thing that I've always enjoyed about working with you is your editing ability when I'm writing songs. And I don't know if everybody does this with you, like with other people that you work with, but I tend to send you the entire pre-production process of me writing and editing shit all the way through. Like when you're working with other bands like Stereo League or someone like that, is it more get in the studio and see what sticks, or are you a big pre-production person with everybody? I
4: think pre-production is important in a lot of aspects of things. Like with the Stereo League stuff, it's it's interesting too, because it's kind of a combination of things where they'll spend some time putting together, writing together demos. Sometimes I hear them, sometimes I don't. Right. And then we'll go in and like well like this is the reverb structure of the song i don't have much input on that per se and then we'll do like some foundational aspects to it and then after that is really when we all the overdubs is kind of where it actually turns into something different so like a lot of the writing and a lot of like the actual um kind of like elements of the song happen when we're recording the overdubs the foundation only kind of changed to say it's the same yeah and uh, but the so that's like the so like the idea is set in the pre-production but like the actual shape of the song takes whatever course going forward
1: it's weird cuz pre-production has been a, a big topic of conversation with the band too to where i think during quarantine specifically we went too far into pre-production because we had so much time and uh I think I want to start to focus more on more of gut feeling. I want to start going in and and cutting live and and, and cutting that style. I want something a little more raw.
4: There's something really cool of doing that, too, and also the idea of committing the sounds. Yeah, 100%. which, Which I really like doing. I've been trying to do more of that these days where it's like, it's like, this is what the idea of the song is. I don't want to leave another option. We're going to commit, like, this is, this is what the, this was going to be. You know yep. what I mean? Whether that's, like, going to be, like, you know, track is something as technical as, like, this is going to be the vocal chain and the mic that we're using. That's it. Yeah. And track and print it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, and if it, you know, just commit to the idea, commit to the guitar sounds. No, like, oh, we're, we'll reamp this later. It's like, well, yeah, and yeah. this is,
1: too, another thing, like, we've had conversations about, and, and it's a situation, it's the single recording versus an album recording. To where if you want to do a full record, you want to commit to one sound. Yeah. As opposed to what we've been doing, which is jumping around from song to song. I just know personally I'm ready to do a record and make it sound like one fucking thing. And I I think looking at it, we're looking at a lot of influences, right? We're going through our influences and in what we're doing. And I think that kind of leads me into asking you about your influences. because. I learn something new about you every time we talk about music. Things <laughs> I didn't fucking know. Eric taught me about Afrobeat. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew what I know the fucking name and I know the general sound. Who was the first Afrobeat guy you showed me?
4: Uh, probably Fela. Fela. Yeah. Fela
1: Kuti. Yeah. It? Yeah. First of holy fuck, me and you have had many a night where we sit in the studio and we're doing pre-production, but then it just comes down to me and you throwing records back and forth at yeah. each other. I didn't know about your your. Depth of knowledge of soul
4: Oh yeah, I got, yeah It's, it's yeah.
1: unfucking believable What did you grow up on?
4: Uh, it's a funny story actually <laughs> the, the, the Kind of So like when I was really Like when I was real young Like before like 5th grade pretty much Like yeah. my parents were very stringent On what I could listen to Same Nothing with a parental advisory Really?
1: Oh um, my dad did not care about that No home. no
4: I, I couldn't I couldn't listen to that stuff So it's like But I, I, I always loved The Offspring Okay So I used to like Listen to the Osprey Of course I didn't have any CDs, So I had to go to my friend's house And listen to it yeah, You know what yeah, I mean and So like, I listened like This was in like Probably third or fourth grade But when, when did California Kids come out for For the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, was Probably there, like, late nine, 90s, 90s Early mid 90s 96, 97 Yeah wh-
1: wh- What record was that off of
4: Californication uh, was um, Was that a record itself yeah
1: okay yeah and that's the video
4: game uh, that's the one with like it has like the the pool with like the reflected red <laughs> oh, thing oh
1: yeah, yeah yeah yeah, that that's first off great fucking record yeah so was that record. like one of the first records you found that you were like
4: well it, I, it's only those i'm only thinking because it ties into this stuff but, like when i was listening to this stuff then like it was it was a, it was kind of a scattering of what i could like listen to at my friend's place or like when the early right. stage of the internet came out like AOL music i remember <laughs> st- i remember distinctly watching that fucking dmx video um Ooh uh where it's like uh i forget the name of the song man I, i'd be able to find it but it's like was it party up Wadada, that?
1: Wadada, uh, Wadada, you was know? It, uh where my dogs at
4: no no it was it was like it was like a, the, the video was like heavy dark green like like green tone and it's like it's like it's like it's like so someone's like he's like talking it's like it's like the bang, the dove oh uh, you don't know okay, talk yeah, yeah. i forgot the name of D- that song.
1: i remember dmx so vividly when i was a kid because the first two records uh flesh of my flesh blood of my blood and hell is hot and Dark, whatever the fuck it is, and he's just covered in blood on both of them, yeah. and it's being like, "Yo, what the fuck <laughs>
4: is this?" DMX is a crazy bro. What was
1: the first record you remember buying with your own money?
4: Uh, uh so the first one, I, so I got into like POD and stuff like that. Like Youth early. of a Nation no 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 like before before like this is before p.o.d oh, was before like they sold out no before like that record got big and <laughs> okay. like and like because my one of the reasons why like my parents were big on like the parents of rising thing my parents are like christians and they're like
1: well, p.o.d is a christian, band, christian band, rock right? band
4: right so like the i think the first record that i bought with my money was the fundamental elements of southtown the p.o.d record see
1: that's smart smart um, guy
4: yeah um i think that was that the first i bought another was maybe like a dogwood record or something like okay. that as I showed you some Dogwood before too, they started. I was like this Christian like punks, like skate punk band. Oh,
1: you did show me that.
4: And then they then they kind of developed into like a little bit less like like super like Christian lyrics and a little more like kind of like... just skate punk shit. Well, not just a little bit. I mean, like it's so, still so very introspective lyrics, but more like less like oh, this is a this is straight up Christian band versus like you know like they're a little more like um, the the premises of the song were were more. Uh, not so on the head, on, on the on, more on, veiled, like not so, like, yeah, not so like on the head. I mean, that you know there's I mean?
1: a do you know the band Switchfoot? Yeah, they're, they're a Christian band,
4: yeah, Switchfoot. Yeah, I remember them. Do you so wait, you're from Chicago, yeah.
1: Were your parents into blues or anything like that? Like, what, what yeah, did your oh, yeah. parents do? So,
4: yeah, so, so, like, my dad used to always, I used to grow up watching BB King concerts with my dad because he always had them VHS. Oh, cool. So you would pop them on. And my dad just saw some old records, like you know, the Beatles and, and Zeppelin and and like Jim Croce and that sort oh, of stuff. Oh shit, yeah. Jim
1: Croce, Philly legend. Yeah. Bad bad Leroy Brown.
4: Yeah, which is a good record. I always liked that. Um, but then, aside from like what I listened to, that, like I said, I'd find out what I was like. I'd get online. Like So like the same time as like California cakes And that DMX thing was like Gorillas was coming out too so, I got that. so it was like this weird combination thing I always loved the Offspring, whatever Frank gave me an Offspring record, the Original Pranks. There, I was in like 5th grade I think for my birthday It's a great like 5th grade I, band I, I, I hit it for like a week and then my parents found it mad to return it
1: I did that with Kanye West, <laughs> Kyle's Dropout First record I ever bought my own money Uh, My dad My dad used to quiz me when I would find new music Because my dad's a musician My dad was very like don't bring rap in my house and he would say it's poetry it's not music i don't get it don't bring it in my house and it was the thing where like if i brought something into the house like i remember bringing the jet album get born into the house and my dad was like so what is like what's jet and i was like it's they're australian it's kind of like acdc he's like why do you like it and i was like because it sounds like acdc and he's like no but like what is it like what sounds good about it like why, why do you <laughs> like it because it was like teaching me to play the guitar yeah. And I like I could never like just bring something in my house and my parents be my dad just be like cool. No oh, yeah. But I I got the college dropout because I saw the video for All Falls Down on MTV and I bought it. It warped my little brain <laughs> and I hit it and I never found it again until I moved out <laughs> and I opened up an old CD player that was like in the corner of the house and there it was. So that's, I still have it to this that, day.
4: That's fucking classic actually.
1: So okay, so your first discoveries were like kind of punky alt-rock shit yeah
4: when did you get into hip-hop well i got heavily in the heavy, into, heavy into actual punk in middle school and high school so. and then
1: hardcore punk yeah and- so I, <laughs> I, I
4: i like you know i had like a seven inch mohawk and uh, you you've
1: never just gone like a, the cr- traditional high and tight
4: habit <laughs> uh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> so i had like yeah I had like and, and it's going on like I, I drew, we drove to milwaukee to go to a motorhead show you know and that sort of stuff so and then i got into hip-hop Mm, like in high school because there was this band to uh, the, this group called typical cats which is like the classic chicago uh, underground hip-hop group. Sweet, and they're awesome it's like it's um first record came out in like 99 2001 or something like that i remember hearing it and be like this is actually cool i kind of like this hip-hop stuff and that group was a white dude a korean dude black dude wow yeah and like they're all like like thought it was great I, would, I love that i still listen to their stuff a lot because it's, it's great um, so I got into hip hop that way, and I kind of got into this kind of, you know, getting all the midwestern hip hop, to US and
1: I mean Common, if you think of Chicago,
4: Common, Binary Star, uh, yeah, like Kanye. And
1: I was gonna say Kanye, and then Chance later on down the road, you yeah, Chance drill is, out of yeah, Chicago right now. Down. You got Recipes, yeah. King Von. I mean, you got uh, Lil Durk, obviously doing big things right now. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm always interested to find out about how people find their way in their musical tastes because when i hear what music you make and you show me everything to me feels like hip-hop mixed with tarantino yeah <laughs> and what do you describe what comes out of you when you put your hands on a guitar and you start to put things down because as an engineer you're generally help like finessing somebody else's style like what do you think you make
4: uh well one of the things is because i'm not such a Talented? No, not that. I, I haven't spent much time actually playing instruments, as far as, or as like learning how to play things like the keys and the guitar. Like I can hack around, right? But because I don't have the dexterity or, or the, the the practice of playing them, right? And naturally, I I also ap- uh, approach these from the sense of tone, right? So you are great at that. So so that way, when I write music, it's 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 informed a lot by the tone because right. I can't play very well so i can create a vibe with the tone and some chords and just because i can't really like do much so if i find cool changes in chords then i could do that so so that's so like the tarantino stuff it's just because i I don't know because like the the like the the tone and the vibe of like old soul records yeah is like it's like unbeatable. Like it's really hard. You can't like those players are really good. And it's simple. Yeah, it's simple. And the players are really good, and a lot of it comes down to just how it was captured and how they're performing on it. And, and to me, like
1: I, the what you just described is the way I feel about tone, because I don't think I'm good at discovering my own tone. I know what I want it to sound like, but I am completely on the outside when it comes to what pedals to use uh what amp choice would, i know what my amps sound like and i know what will probably be the best choice but when you know people are in there like okay we'll split that amp to that amp and also that pedal chain's not going to work you and eric burke can talk about pedal chains and that shit oh, yeah. i'm just like make it sound like this i'm good so like hearing you say like you kind of, like, your idea is kind of the farm out the actual playing but you know the tone for me I want to do all the playing, but I need to
4: farm out the tone. So it's the opposite. Once again, this is just the complete polar yeah. opposite of the way I am. Do you write songs? Kind of. Not really. Like, yeah. I've like I'm, 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 I'm never been good with lyrics. What are you most
1: enamored with when you're working with somebody? Like, to me, like when I work with an engineer, it's it's quickness, but more than anything, or a producer, it's it's decisiveness, and I really enjoy people who are smart with tone, which is why I like to work with you. Yeah, when and Trace work...
4: Trace is really good with guitars too. Trace I like is him. an amazing yeah. guy with guitars, and, and
1: that that was why he came up for Monster. Yeah. But it was like I like the way your brain works when it comes to micing the drums and getting the right drum tones. Uh, when you're working with an artist, what? What do you get most excited about? Like when you when you have somebody in there like, "Oh, they're a really great vocalist," or they write really great songs, or is it more just like they're amenable in the studio and they'll do what I tell them to do?
4: I know, cuz I don't really like telling people what to do. Mm. You know, I, I like I, honestly, I don't like that when people are like, "Uh, like what should I do with this song?" I was like, well, it's your I'm like, it's yeah, your yeah, fucking that's your song. It's your job, bro. Figure like, the fuck I mean, out. It's like, like like I can give you some ideas, but I'm not going to sit here and like rewrite your song cuz hey, that's not what I do. But like I like I like when people like have something that's interesting and unique. I'm always drawn to things that are like like singular that's yeah. like when i buy like all the stuff i've been buying recently i buy it because it, it's it's like it has its own thing yeah like you can look at everything i've, I've bought now in the last uh, like a year or two and like the the, the 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 and the singular uh common thread is they're all super unique in what they do
1: okay well that leads me to kind of
4: so so when it comes to the artist yeah. that i'd like so when there's, when there's people who have something that's like kind of kind of quirky or special about them that, that, that that's what i get interested in you know what i mean yeah. where it's like it's like this person has this and they do this well and no one else really does that like, do yeah that so yeah. who
1: have you worked with recently that like and i, I don't want to put you on the spot on who right. you've been working with but like who have you been working with and why are they that
4: that thing that catches you well it's kind of interesting like um so i did this little dp over the summer like talked about this dude named uh jake jake levin Um, that shit was hot too and he just hit me up out of blue because he liked he heard like i I worked on this band song um and he was friends with and he just liked he was like the way it came out yeah and he had me up to work on the project with him and i was like yeah this you know sure send me over what you're working with and you know maybe we can you know see what we got um and uh his stuff is all like it, it, his, his idea behind the whole thing Was all the songs he wrote was, was based around his like One guitar and his one amp That he got It was like he got this Root Beer Amp It was like a custom amp From the guy Root Audio You know oh, that's,
1: that's fucking sick
4: and, and so all the guitar tones Are from that amp and and he doesn't use any pedals or anything like that. So I it's, love so, that. So it's like all like all the sounds and all the guitars are like that. That, that that's the sound of well, this. Did thing. you
1: program all the drums for that?
4: Yeah. So and then he told me the demos, and the one thing that the weakest point that I saw in the demos was I was like, these drums need to go, dog. Like, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your drums gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 and then like and then i I kind of like I, I i we took that in then i did a, some minor synth works and little things here and there's that and yeah. some and kind of just, just to add some kind of like tones and something that's not just guitar and bass you know mm-hmm. what i mean keep it interesting and i reprogrammed the drums to kind of like give it a thing and then like so like like going back to the original point the idea behind that record was like it's built around this one like like there's something that like that it's not like there's there's this thread through it and him as a songwriter is interesting because he's kind of like it was his first little solo project and like he's got some good ideas he's very vibey and i think um depending on where he goes from here with his solo stuff uh his um his ability to uh to uh i think i think what i want to see in some of the next music that he does is a little bit more um a little bit more sort of uh um um, like I want the vocal melodies to be more of a counter. Yeah, as opposed, it was very to, smooth. I I want the I on the vocal melodies like more of a counter, more of its own thing, against the music, as opposed to just kind of like floating uh, on top of it. Yeah, like I was like talking to the other night. There's like there's some people who who write songs vertically. They build vertically, and what I mean by that is they'll start with like this is the riff idea, and then instead of kind of like building horizontally around that riff where they kind of like take off ideas yeah. and kind of like in the, and like like becomes like more of a thing they build vertically on it where everything is then supporting that riff going ah. up you know and that can be really interesting sometimes and yeah. they can sound really cool if like you know if if the vibe of everything that's done there is locks together as a right. piece and it becomes more of like a singular aspect but it can be really boring if it's not done in that manner and like and like can be like you know so i think
1: i would be that way if it weren't for the people that were in my band like if it weren't for the wills of the world and the Jimmies of the world constantly trying to pull counters out of me. Mm. Like I think I, I am more of a vertical person as to where like I'm more poppy where I'm just like, okay, here's the song. I'll let you guys fucking dip and dip and dive on this shit and we'll figure it out.
4: That's an interesting point. I, I never thought about vertical versus horizontal. It kinda of just popped in my head last night when I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. Trademark Eric Bodax. <laughs> um but it, it, it kind of just made sense to me in that way. But you you can hear music that's built like that, yeah. And like it's it's it's, it's really common to hear like like vertical style productions in some hip hop, and that's why that's why it makes other hip hop that doesn't do that so much more unique.
1: What hip hop are you interested in right
4: now? Uh, um, let's see. Um, depends, really. Like uh, my my the main problem I have with modern hip hop these days is it's too incestuous. Understood. Too, there's too there's too much there's too much influence coming from inside the genre, and that yeah. makes it really boring.
1: Well, I mean, I think every genre of music hits that at some point. Yeah. I think uh, if you're looking also at a similar timeline, uh, late 80s rock, when it had gotten out of the 60s and the 70s, and it went yeah. to the late 80s, and it was all incestuous. It was all fucking hair metal. Yeah. And then something came and fucked it up, which, which was, was Nirvana. Nirvana.
4: Nirvana, yeah.
1: So right now you got to look... 80s 90s 2000s and now rap is the biggest thing going but now it's starting to hit its oversaturation point where something needs to come along and rip it apart and say holy fuck what is this yeah every genre gets there it's why we i think rock gets so overlooked today because now it is a an american standard music it's not the innovator it is the american standard as to where jazz was and jazz kind of faded away and it's been used by other genres and that you know everything has its time but the thing is hip hop right now is in its in its fucking biggest moment. So now it needs to be broken back down. It needs yeah. to be in the way I I heard somebody once say, you know Lil' B by any chance? The oh, bass yeah, guy. Yeah. So Lil B they I heard somebody once say Lil B broke hip hop. And I always find that fucking hilarious. I could say that's,
4: I I guess, yeah, it's kind of true in a way. Somebody
1: needs to break hip hop. (laughs) I don't, I don't dislike what's going on right now, but I think everybody can agree. It's a little bit repetitive. There's
4: there's some cool stuff. The problem is, is like, there's too much of, there's nothing that really sounds unique. That's that's not true. There's plenty of stuff that sounds unique. But there's there's a lot of things that sound like it. There's not a lot of it. That's the problem. Well, I mean,
1: Future to me was like, Future is someone who changed a lot of the sonic palette of hip hop. Yeah. But now there's a hundred futures.
4: Yeah. Or so, or even like or even when you took a look at people like, you know, kind of like the the mumble rapper, the stuff that came out of Chicago too, like kind of that like weird combination of like of like yeah. Chief
1: Keefe broke the fucking world yeah. apart and then everybody wanted to be Chief Keefe. And then but there's always gonna like be Like
4: Chief Keefe and Lil Uzi are kinda of like two sides of the same coin. 100%. But they are kind of like it's like actually I really don't mind Lil Uzi. I like stuff. Uzi. Um because one one of the reasons I like Uzi is cause he's kinda of like um uh, uh what is that it's uh he reminds me of little wayne and in, in, in the in the not in style no i get what you're saying though. approach yes where they just throw out like a shitload of content oh yeah constantly and like there's a lot of like bullshit yeah but inside sometimes there's some really cool pieces and there's something that i think is really interesting in that style of creativity where it's not about like finding a thing and refining it it's about like putting it just mining stuff and then you find a piece and then it gets thrown in with everything else but there's always this little nuggets that could be built upon later well i
1: think that's one of the reasons why rock is struggling right now is because i think labels are having a hard time monetizing unless it's a fucking giant band right now yeah. and they're holding on to a lot of their band shit and there's not a lot of it flowing around which, to me, was another conversation about fucking independence and being able to throw shit out and do whatever you want. I dig that. I really do, and I'm I'm a firm believer in this, I really do believe that there's going to come a moment in the next, like, two or three years where a rock band's going to come out and rip the genre apart. And it's going to... I always... Everything moves in cycles. Yeah. So you look at, like, late 2000s when it was boy bands and hip-hop was first starting to come out. And then the explosion of New York rock came out to where it was like the strokes and the fucking LCD sound system. Kings of Leon came out and then that was huge. It's white stripes, that fucking explosion. And then it goes away and then it comes back and then it goes away and it comes back. We're at that point in rock now.
4: I think it's one of the things that that's easy to take for granted is the idea of the cyclical nature of music. But I think one of the things that people tend to forget about is that the music industry is an industry and the idea of like recording music is pretty fucking new. Yeah. When you look at the scope of human history, absolutely, we're talking about industry that's that's existed for 50 years now, you know, 60, whatever. If you want to be, you know, like yeah. like say 50s and 60s, like the 50s was like when it was kind of like it was beginning as like a, like a like a you know the Elvis
1: days when it was becoming an enterprise. It
4: became more of it like that was like the burgeoning days, and that when it became like an actual industry in the 60s and late well, it was it late 50s and, and like 60s, and then yeah. you know, of course, like we had you know music before that. But the, the idea of like having like this recorded sort of like industry is, really in its infancy, and it like to say like yeah things come in cycles. Well, we don't have a whole lot of history to really True. look at, and say that that's the case. Yeah,
1: we lo- we like to boil things down to what we know. I guess is that's, that's, yeah. that's. I will say this though, I enjoy the fact that right now I think because of the internet and because of the wealth of knowledge that there is about the industry at, at this point. That the industry is getting ripped apart by the people that are in it, saying like, "Why is this the model that we're working in? Why, 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 why do we need record labels? Why do we need all this shit?" And I, can anybody give me a good reason?
4: And these days, it's hard to say. Yeah, I've, I've done both. It's because bo- they maintain the system that they built in the first place. 100%. So that's kind of like, you know.
1: <laughs> I keep saying to uh, to the band, I keep saying, like, if I keep talking like this, I'm going to wind up getting clipped one of these days by
4: a fucking record label. I'm going to get put down, bro. Yeah. If there's, I keep talking there's, this there's shit. It's just signed and shelved. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, yeah.
1: Oh, here you go. And then it'll never be seen again. I was talking more yeah. like I'm going to wind up Jimmy Hoffman. I'm yeah, going wind up yeah, on yeah. New yeah. Giant Stadium. Um. Okay, so this leads me to my question. We talked about influence. I want to know because we do a segment every every episode called "What the fuck have you been listening to," and you have just a, a depth of musical knowledge which I did not know that was there until the last year where we've started to really start to come into our own. Me and you talking about music. So right now, give me three things that you've been listening to.
4: Well, it kind of spans spans a couple things. Like the other day, I was driving down. I was driving down to. Um, I drove down to Virginia to see my folks and usually when it's a long drive so usually when I do that I, I, I just grab a whole bunch of records to listen to I just download a bunch of stuff on Spotify right. stuff that's new stuff that looks interesting whatever um, and uh, one of those records was this um, it's always called Leslie Stevens Sweet. which I really liked actually it's like this like it's country but she does some really interesting stuff with it and the, some of the production and the, some of the songs are really interesting Um. And she does this thing where it's like every one of her songs, her bridge is really like a whole switch up. Oh, cool. But she ends the song with it. She does it for like seven songs in a row.
1: So she'll, does she change keys or does she just completely it's, switch songs it just, it just
4: switches up and it's really cool. I, I like, like it. She has really cool bridges. But I, I thought it was interesting because I, I noticed there's a pattern where it was like she would just do it at the end of the song. And then... They would end the song It wouldn't come back to a chorus You would just oh. switch it up And then end
1: It would just blue ball you In a certain perspective Like did you want the chorus To come back not Or ne- you really Not, not, the not
4: necessarily I just li- I kind of liked it I kind of appreciated it It was like just a different way of of um of kind of like arranging the song it's a different I, yeah. structure I because it was, when you listen listening to this, like an album thing too, it's kind of like then it starts being a pattern you're like, I wonder what she's gonna do on this song. Uh, you know, how you do know how we get out of this one or like you're wondering just what, like what's like what's gonna happen at the like what, with this bridge and like all of them are just really unique
1: from a production side, would you have been like, hey, maybe we bring the chorus back in here?
4: It didn't really bother me.
1: I like that. yeah, there's some shit that I listen to where I'm like, that's really cool. But I know that if I, if I was involved in it, my first thing production-wise would be like, I'm dying for that chorus to come back. So
4: I think that's actually tends to be one of my weaknesses. It's a strength and a weakness in the fact where I really like doing different things sometimes to mm-hmm. the point where sometimes it's actually to the detriment. Where it's like it was like maybe we should probably like this is a cool idea, but maybe we should dial it back a little bit and kind of pull back in some of the. It's uh, the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Okay. But because okay. sometimes just like you know, so that was the record the, the Leslie Stevens record. Um, what the fuck is it called? <laughs> is it so? Is
1: this new or something you found? It just
4: came out. Uh, in the last in the last year, I just found oh, it. Sweet. Um The record is called "Um Sinner."
1: Sinner by Leslie Stevens.
4: Yeah. Oh, this is me doing my NPR voice. Sinner yeah.
1: by Leslie Stevens.
4: Um. And then like other things I've been listening to, uh, I mean, as far as like new stuff, there's like uh, you know, Phoebe Bridgers I love Phoebe Bridges. You know this in the new record? And now, are you talking about Copycat Killer or are you talking about Punisher? The one that just came out. So, Punisher came
1: out. That was the big record. This is... She put out a record called Copycat Killer.
4: What is it? It is, um... Yeah, Punisher. Punisher.
1: So Copycat Killer was just different stripped down versions of songs from Punisher. Oh, okay. I fucking love Phoebe Bridgers.
4: Yeah. And I was listening to this record and I was like, this just, it, 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 it just said Suf John Stevens. And I was like, this is like- It is,
1: it is. Oh, 100%. Which
4: I is, which is not a bad thing at all. No. You know, I, I thought it was just, uh, it just, that that's what jumped in my mind. And I think she ripped off Suf John I was like, this is like, it's like Suf John Stevens-esque and I like that about it.
1: Well, yeah. I, if it, everything's referential in one way or another. Yeah. I dig, the first song she got big for was a song called Motion Sickness. Which she wrote about Ryan Adams. And quarantine has been so long that I went through a huge Phoebe Bridgers phase, completely got sick of it, (laughs) and then got back on it. Uh, I really... Did you see the Grammy nominations this year? No. Okay, well, the (laughs) one cool thing... I saw some of them. So there was a lot of bullshit, as there always is. The one really cool thing was the entire rock genre was all women.
4: Oh, yeah, really? Phoebe Bridgers,
1: uh, Fiona Apple... For that record, Fetch the Bowl Cutters.
4: Did you get into that? The Fiona episode was good. I need to actually listen F- to it, though. It's yeah.
1: hard to. It is
4: fucking amazing, yeah. but it's
1: so avant garde that it's not something you're gonna be cruising in the car and like, throw on that fucking record. Because it's like, I gotta sit down and think about this. Oh, okay. Uh, but Brittany Howard, uh, oh, from yeah. Alabama Shakes, that record's fucking amazing. So she got nominated for she that. She got nominated for that record? She got nominated for no, that. No, record.
4: I like that record, I don't know if it's like.
1: It, she's she's a, a standard voice in the industry now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So every time she puts something out, it's it's important. Uh, Haim.
4: Oh yeah, I saw that Haim got nominated. She got. They
1: got nominated. I forget who the fifth was, but um, uh, Phoebe Bridges is a part of this new crop of, of yeah. women who are
4: just. And I, I I initially got recommended her by a student from one of my classes last semester. Yeah. Because I, I was teaching the it was um the the class was um. Uh, survey survey music production cool and the idea was you go through decades i was like well how am i supposed to spend a one like like a like a, it's a one once a once a week class that's like an hour and 15 minutes long and i've had i go over a decade in that i was oh like how God. the fuck am i gonna do that so essentially I would, I would focus on kind of different elements of it but i would always ask people to recommend me music that they were listening to totally, I like so, that. and like because I, I was always trying to tie like things together from like different decades and like but Bridges was one of the recommendations and you know, I at least I was like I I'd I like that it was I was listening to her earlier stuff before this record came out. if you
1: out. dig that um kind of like a male counterpart i think you ever get to rustin kelly at all
4: no i don't know that rustin kelly uh
1: i found him through world cafe through npr uh he did an interview and super interesting guy he was married to Casey musgraves who oh, yeah. one of those grammys but he uh, he's a very kind of like down male voice but it's, it's very interesting and so if you dig Phoebe Bridgers it's less Phoebe Bridgers has moments where it's a little electronic and it's a little yeah. it's a little folk this is more folk yeah. but it, it's and, fucking so that's good that's cool I like folk a lot uh, Russell uh, Kelly's good
4: voice I do want to tap it back for a minute on the Grammys so I saw the controversy of the fact that the like people were saying on The Weeknd and yeah. got snubbed for like Album of the Year now I'm not going to say like that, that song the Blind By the Lights whatever was a amazing song yeah. and a really good run I listened to the record all the way through, yeah. like when I was driving down, and it's a cool record. But for the life of me, I don't understand how you can say that like the weekend songwriting is like deep or like or like good lyrics, cause it's, it really isn't. <laughs> I
1: think it's a thing where, all right, so the weekend for a long time,
4: because I of a- I like the weekend a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But his his like people was like I remember I was reading people was like oh but the, like the lyricism of his record is so good I'm listening I'm like what are they talking yeah, about Yeah
1: I've never looked at the weekend it's more of a vibe he's much more of a yeah. vibe artist but to me I was on the inside in the early when he put out the trilogy the three mixtapes that got him yeah. famous I felt like I was a part of something that nobody knew about. So like I'll always like have balloons a soft and all spot. that stuff. Yeah. I'll have I'll have a fucking soft no.
4: I like I like it, and I think the, did he get did he get nominated? Did his song get any Grammy? He got no noms. Oh his great his, his that song definitely should blind,
1: have been blind, uh, Blinding Lights was the biggest right. song of the year. Yeah, and his sixty five million. I don't I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't
4: understand why that didn't get that should have been like nominated for some stuff. The record for album of the year, I I can't say. But then I also listened to Changes, Beaver's record. Yeah yeah. yeah and no, I couldn't even make it through. I did mean, not like that one, didn't it? Bieber? Yeah. I don't. Well, it's not the the, the
1: Grammys here in February. It's not all right. decided yet. But well, cha- real quick. yeah.
4: But Changes is nominated, and I listened to it. I couldn't even make it through all the way because like this isn't even that good. Well, so much of this is is business related. I know. Uh, yeah, and it, it definitely is. But at the same time, I was just like, I was I was I was, I was just trying to wrap my head because I was a big country. Like I thought like, Bieber's got nominated, and that everyone was singing the praises of the Weekends records. I knew it was good, but after listening all the way through, I'm like. It's good not album of the year material, though. Well, so the (laughs) the inside
1: thing here is that apparently the Grammys, because the weekend is doing the Super Bowl halftime show. All right. They gave him the option. They put an ultimatum on the table and said, you either play the Grammys or you play the Super Bowl. Not both, because we want the ratings. He said, I'm taking the Super Bowl. And they said, fuck you. You're getting no noms. That's where the, that's, that's probably
4: where, what happened Yeah That's
1: where the controversy Comes in Because you can't say the Blinding Lights Shouldn't have been nominated
4: No no That song I mean that is a good song Like it doesn't matter How you slice it like, I dig like,
1: that record Because I like Metro Boomin a lot And he did yeah. a couple songs On that record Yeah um, No
4: I think the record Was good too I know what you're saying though But it's, there was like But but I'm listening to it and Like I, I heard arguments People are saying How it's like Someone's the best songwriting I'm like Never man, looked at it I'm, I'm like it really It really is. It's really I, It's What's the word I'm looking for? The 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 lyrics and the songwriting is super um, it's surface. Yeah, surface, it's, super surface level. And it's like, visceral though yeah. some of
1: it too. I, I like because he talks a lot about because he's he come he's a fucked up guy came from some fucked yeah. up shit. Like always talking about his drug problems and like he, he's terrible to women in different periods of his life yeah. and I like the fact that he'll lay that out there yeah. but at the same time I've never looked the weekend and been like what a songwriter yeah.
4: but I just wanted to touch on that I, I agree interesting, but...
1: but I will say th- there's nothing this year and I think this comes back to the fact that I don't think that albums are as important as they were before because right now the music industry is so in flux they don't know what to do they don't know they want more content and it's not necessarily has to be great content which I'm not a Taylor Swift fan at all I, I don't I don't and I'm going to get fucking crucified for this. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, um, but her album was at least a cohesive album. And she she always has great producers, Jack Antonoff. And I think it's Aaron Drescher from The National did it. And it sounds fucking great. She just doesn't do it for me. I, I just don't like enjoy oh, yeah. what she I don't think you would look at me and be like, OK, that, like what I make and be like, OK, you're definitely a Taylor Swift guy.
4: Like it's not my thing, but yeah.
1: the Grammys don't mean shit to me anymore.
4: They they, they really, I mean, yeah, it's not that not that big of a deal. No. It's kind of a weird insider thing. Um,
1: well, what's your third thing you've been listening to? All
4: oh, right, so yeah, I mean, it's, been, uh, it's, it's kind of funny. It's been it's been, it's been a couple of things really. So I mean, I'll just say like like the record that's, that that I played the most in like say the last like month or so. Yeah. Um probably that john craigie record
1: you showed me that
4: we well i found it, it as they like we found it at the same time I think, yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah i was listening to something like this has got a cool groove to it and the record is really cool it, like i like that record the production of it is okay yeah it, it's them just playing in a room but it has some cool aspects of the vibe too like i kind of likes aspects of the rhythm section but overall like the overall like production and mixing on it Solid C, C yeah. plus. You know what I mean? It's got a but, but the I just like the the vibe in the music. It's really cool. It has a really cool, interesting rhythm drive on. I, I like I like the way his like the the voice. It has this kind of like you know throwback 70s folk thing yeah but the fact that it's like the music is extremely driven by the bass and the drums i'm i love that which is really cool uh, to have in that in, the, in that sort of genre of music so and it's cool it's just like earnest songwriting you know what i, I mean? mean
1: you know i love
4: that so it's like i've been listening just because it's just good driving music and did just... you
1: give the new spring scene album a run no i did unsurprisingly and i fucking loved it I, if i can suggest give it a run it's called oh, yeah. Letter to You. It's fucking awesome. I spent an hour and a half talking to Bruce Warren about it on the podcast. I broke it down song for song. I took notes, like three pages of notes. But I'm an, I'm a nerd for Bruce, so it's different.
4: Bruce is an interesting thing for people out here on the East Coast. Yeah. Now, it's funny because when my, uh, my, my brother and um, our good friend Trevor, who... Uh, we grew up with a pair of brothers that are the same age as us oh that's L- cool. lived down the um street and th- our parents are friends from before we were born so we grew up with them and, and trevor was one of the brothers who was my he was my brother's age kid is like literally the smartest person i've ever met in my life he's like one of those people who's like just whatever he feels like doing he's going to be successful at it and right. like and like be mu- and like much more than something he's just extremely smart yeah but then through this whole springsteen phase Back when he was in college, I remember going over to his place. I think I was still in high school at the time, hanging out with my brother. And my brother was back from like you know, uh, on, from leave or whatever from the Air Force. And, and they got this. went through this whole Springsteen for They're just way into Springsteen, and I was like, okay, like that's kind of cool. I, like, because Springsteen for like, it's different for for, for you guys out here, yeah. like in Jersey and Philly and like that. It's like it's, it's like a thing. It's an
1: identity thing.
4: And for like you know, a grew up. It's like Springsteen was a Springsteen, and then like like uh, then I saw the uh,
1: Chicago Springsteen for you
4: guys. I don't think there really is someone you don't who, have that
1: identifying factor of like that, like a <sighs> mythology around someone like that.
4: I mean, you got Buddy Guy, but that's not the same. You know, what it I is. Mean? Di-
1: it's different.
4: And yeah, I do love Buddy yeah, Guy. Yeah, it's not. You don't have. I, don't, I can't think of anything that really kind of fits into that sort of like that mythos of like this, like you know. Yeah, it's odd. I can't think about that,
1: like that. Who are the great bands that come out of Chicago? Like, bands. Like bands, bands? Bands, bands. Do you count Eddie Vedder? Because he's a Chicago guy? No.
4: you never seen him at, like, Cubs games or anything like that? Eddie Vedder? Eddie oh, Better yeah, is a he, diehard Yeah, Cubs but fan. he's not from Chicago. I though. thought he
1: was born in Chicago and moved to Seattle.
4: Maybe, but he spent, I don't know if he grew up in Chicago. Oh, he's, uh. like,
1: the world's biggest Chicago Cubs fan.
4: Yeah, I still wouldn't count him, though. Okay. Just because... I mean, he's, like, he's, he's a Seattle so associate. That music was not associated with the Midwest no. in the slightest. Yeah,
1: who are the Midwestern heroes?
4: It's funny. It's the type of thing where it's like it's like the guys that you wouldn't think like once you start like looking, at it, I'd be like, oh,
1: <laughs> you know what I
4: mean. But but it's like but it's like I can't think of it off the top of my head. Like, comes like, like, Chicago, it's it's blues, right? And it's also you got you know you got Muddy Waters, you got Buddy Guy, right. you got Curtis Mayfield, you got I um, did not
1: know Curtis Mayfield was from Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fucking sick. William I
4: Bell, I think, is from uh, Chicago. Either William Devon or William Bell, one of the two. Uh, they're they're from Chicago. B.B. Um, uh, King. What a thing, yeah, so obviously
1: Chicago Blues. You know what I mean? Like that's the fucking thing. And that's my thing too. But like growing up it's odd. I feel like we didn't Philly kids, we didn't have somebody directly to look at because we have a lot of music that's come out of here. But there's not a lot of people that you go like, oh, that's fi-. like you think Will Smith for some reason. Like that's a uh, Boys to Men. Yeah. Uh, I think Gamble and Huff because I think of everything that oh, yeah. came Gamble out here in Philly yeah. sound. And
4: also, I mean, uh, the Sigma sound as well. You know. Yeah, the, and then i mean, the, I mean, disco is.
1: Disco's is Philly. Yeah. Um, but then Patti Labelle. Um, but I mean, for some reason, Springsteen is like what we look at and be like, that's our fucking guy because yeah. it's it's the myth of like he works in a fucking car like a car wash. On the weekends, you know what I mean? Like is that it's that mythos? And I mean Bon Jovi would be that too, even though it's Jersey, it's close enough. But yeah. you know what I mean? So that's interesting. I never thought about it like that. But so are you are you a Springsteen guy?
4: You can say uh, you can say so, no. And I won't punch so so it's like I do like some of of Springsteen stuff. I can't say like I've listened to some records. Some of I'm just like eh. But like the like was East Street band just like the first like the first. So records. the first
1: record is called uh, Greetings from Asbury Park, New Jersey. Right, and the second just... one is the Wild, the Innocent, and the E Street Shuffle, which yeah, is probably the East what you're Shuffle, about. yeah, E Street Shuffle, yeah, yeah, that's a cool record that has a lot of like seven minute songs.
4: Okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so I like those two, but like I, I, as I get into some other things, I find myself like just kind of not being so into the whole record. Born but,
1: to Run, and then. Darkness on the Edge of Town is my favorite Bruce record. I think you'd like Darkness.
4: I would say I think I need to actually give some of this stuff more of a second listen because I feel like I'd be more into it now because A, I really... Like the War on Drugs record, the one that won the Grammy, I love that record. Then I, you'd love Springsteen. I, I listen to it all the time. I yeah. was like, I just really Was like that a that deeper record. understanding that won that? It, yes. And also, it's Sean Sean Everett makes that record. I listened
1: to that fucking record. Yeah. The first song, um, tying this back to Chicago, and this <laughs> is kind of a bullshit version of Chicago, but uh, Up All Night was uh used I found it from the show Shameless. Uh so I tie those two together. Oh, yeah. but, I mean holding holding on is one of my favorite fucking songs. I like the song Pain. Pain is fucking beautiful. Cuz cuz God that was deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so if you like those tones especially yeah. cuz I know that Adam and them love Springsteen.
4: Yeah, I, that's the thing I you can hear Springsteen, I uh, know.
1: So to and me And it's the
4: same thing with stereo like too. Alex yes, fucking loves absolutely. Springsteen. And I mean, I mean, too,
1: like for us, I mean, the reason yeah. we have horns in the band is yeah, because And
4: you guys have a Springsteen vibe. I think it's hard for that not to be a thing with bands from this this area it's just gonna it's just gonna be an influence a lot of the time. But I yeah, that record especially I really like.
1: I will prescribe you uh the record Darkness on the Edge of Town. Yeah. It's his fourth record. Because his most grandiose, expansive record is Born to Run, of course. Yeah. The opposite of that is Darkness, where he stripped away a lot of the super, super overly poetic songwriting and he took it bare and it's much more whittled down. It's my favorite. I'd expression. probably like
4: that because sometimes the songwriting, I'm always like, what the fuck is he talking oh, about? Oh, and if
1: you're listening to the <laughs> first two records too, like if you're listening to like uh, Blinded by the Light, the yeah. fucking first, the madman drummers, bummers, and Indians in the summer with a teenage yeah. diplomat. No, like this is like the, the song Racing in the Street or like Promised Land or Factory. These are just modern stories. They're not overly poetic. It's yeah. something interesting. to like, dark, it, Yeah,
4: I'll, I'll listen to that. Right, Darkness man. is I think over. I'll probably listen to it tonight then. Um, Fucking! deftones record though
1: yeah well you you can talk to ken about that ken loves deftones and i know
4: eric likes deftones too the uh the bass tones on that record are sick they're fucking crazy and uh
1: nate moran who i want to introduce you to he's one of our he's a drummer who toured with us who lives in nashville fucking loves that deftones record um there's nothing that like has caught me recently like super heavy like uh, there's nothing i've been like on right now i'm in a weird place and you know you know this about me like I go through phases where I'm very, very, very about the songwriting. And then after that, I'm very about the production of getting those songs done. I just got out of a phase where we have a Dropbox folder with like 30 songs in it. And now I can't make anything come out of me. I've squeezed it all out. I need another month to just like finish those songs and then move on. So I'm not even like listening right now. And I think you know the other thing I'm wrapped up in right now. And we can't talk about it. But like I'm focused on that. Um,
4: You can't, can't spread yourself too thin.
1: Uh, it's like a profession of mine. I, I'm very good at spreading myself too thin and then getting overwhelmed. But um, No, dude. I, I fucking thoroughly enjoyed this. I think this is the most recorded Eric Bogax ever assembled in one place. Which is uh, uh, ironic. It is. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> um, okay, so obviously we're going to get back to work with Eric soon. We're going to get back in the studio and finish some more music. Uh, what else right now like is next to you? Do you have anything lined up? Do you have any anything you can talk about as far as records go? Um, uh,
4: kind of you know taking things as they come. Um, I'm I'm working on, I'm gonna be working another uh, record with my uh with a friend of mine, uh, Mike Stewart, does hip hop stuff. He wants to do another record. Um, I've done like for a while, so that's gonna be cool because it's gonna be an interesting combination of things on yeah. this thing. It's gonna be like real dark and gritty, but we're pulling in some a couple musicians, a drummer and uh, um. And uh, bass player, synth player, to just fill in some aspects Ooh. of it, so it'll be really cool. I think that he wants he wants to like he really wants to like ram this out in December. So we'll, we'll see what we can do there. And then, you know, just down the line, just continue working on you know whatever comes my I'm way. To get yeah, know, all the important it. stuff. like yeah. it's Stereo League, obviously. Yeah, we're in the midst of of, of that whole thing, and you know, uh, see what else comes through the line. Cause it's it's funny, cause like these days, like like I kind of just kind of just see what comes. I mean so it's dude. hard it's hard to seek stuff out and I was never really good at it in the first place so
1: dude, me we I don't even. it was like a seamless transition where it was like okay Eric is now producing it's like, <laughs> just the way it was like I, that's interesting because I'm always a seeker I always yeah. want to like seek out the next thing and then there's other people who just like are like, okay we'll see what happens
4: yeah because I've never been good at like trying to find stuff you know because the thing is like if you just like, like you know Especially in like this thing where it's like if you just you can't just be like, oh, yeah, I want to work on your stuff. You know, there's like there's all sorts of things. Yeah, I would do that. If I, was I, really, I, was I mean, <laughs> you can do that. But the problem is it's most likely it's not going to work out because there's all sorts of facets you got to think about. like You're not in...
1: like a self-promoter, though. No. You I'm don't not. like social media. You don't. I fucking hate social media, yeah. but I do it because I have
4: to. Yeah. So I don't you know, so I, anything I get is like word of mouth. Like for instance that EP I did over summer. Yeah. because he, he heard something I liked, he liked and he's called me. I was like, All right, so you know, I, I like. Will, that I will always
1: sing your praises you yeah. you are you great you what you what you have you have to us you us, you are you To going to continue to be great to us to uh for anybody looking go listen to any fox shot stuff over the last two years go listen to stereo league uh any of your other uh artists you want to shout out
4: yeah what else is happening the jake levine stuff is coming out soon it's really funny oh mickey cake actually i that's a record that i really like yeah. um then um, that got released uh um about a month or two ago sweet and that record i really like the guys i really like um and i had a fun time working on that one did I you can't... show me that one i showed you it. i'll show you some more of it after this which band is that he's got the high kind of reedy voice kind of yeah, like yeah, layers yeah, yeah, it up yeah, yeah. and like I, I i really enjoyed that who record who was the band from new zealand that's well that's that, that's him that, that okay that's that's they're not thinking. from new zealand. No, he, lives yeah, in new zealand yeah johnny yeah, that, in that's new what zealand. i was thinking yeah. it was
1: i like that record yeah
4: that make a kick record i really like um uh
1: who was the band you were in there it was like it was like bluegrass but i think you called it like they called it like trash bluegrass or something like that
4: oh you're talking about the 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 uh that Was um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> called? Uh, so, yeah, me and Alex recorded that record. I remember that, and I really like that record. Um, I don't like talking about other people's work, but I don't think the way that, that record was mixed really.
1: I remember that conversation too. I, I,
4: I like, I, I like, we weren't super happy when we heard the end product because, like, they you know, and it can happen sometimes where you go somebody who's like got a big name as well do it you sense.
1: do you does it is it weird you out when other when they outsource mixing no it's just it's, it's part doing? of
4: a thing you know it's just part of it i, I i'm I, actually i really like it if it comes out really good i yeah. like hearing stuff like that you know but like when it comes back i'm just like disappointed that like I'm every like,
1: time a fox shot record comes back and <laughs> you you're like god this fucking, so I, this was so cool and i don't know what happened
4: <laughs> no, no no but the, the name of that band uh oh my god why am i forgetting the name because they called themselves gutter folk gutter folk that's what it was yeah i remember it's, walking it's, in the stu- it's two guys
1: i remember walking in the studio because i was there like a day after and there was like a mic i think it was a suitcase or yeah, something that yeah. was fucking mic and it's i was a like suitcase. what the fuck is this he
4: plays a mandolin and a suitcase that he kicks it's some and, wild and, and shit and, too, and, and, and then billy be. then billy plays bass and he's got the his voice is just so awesome fucking wild, Oh, uh, dude uh because the name of the record too is called um um what, what is it? Gutterfolk. No, the name of the record. Oh my God, I'm forgetting it because it's a great name, too. Um, the Wolf. Um, oh geez. Okay, I'm, I'm going to look up. Uh, this will show up when I look up Gutterfolk I am sure of it.
1: I, I don't think you're going to have a hard time finding a record that, that
4: is called Gutter Folk.
1: <laughs> fee- Driftwood Soldier. Driftwood is, Soldier, yeah. that's
4: what it was. Yeah, Driftwood Soldier. Yeah, I I, that, I really like that record. That record was really cool, and um, cause his 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 voice is just amazing, and the songwriting is really cool, um. And that record was called. Stay ahead of the wolf. That's right. That's right. There like you it go. It. Stay ahead of the wolf. Yeah.
1: Well, shouts out to fucking everybody who's work with Eric. Yeah. Uh, shouts out to Eric himself. I love you, and we will be doing more work
4: together soon. Uh, Eric. It's been magical dude yeah, it's been fun to uh, talk time about. flew how long do you think we've been talking <laughs> I don't know an hour an hour and a half hour and 15 All right, boom Pretty good. all right back to the episode no <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping we never talked to the lecture, listen to the recording
1: but... all right so that was our friend our producer our engineer mr. Eric Bogax great guy absolutely spectacular interview uh, one of our members of our team. We're going to continue to do uh, editions of Meet the Team throughout. Let you guys know who it is that we work with and how we get our sound to sound the way we do, uh, guys. This is one of the most hotly contested, most anticipated survival guides yet. I'm excited. And I'm I w- excited. I want to do. The- I want <laughs> to put this down. I want to do this in like a full like blog post. I want people to like weigh in on this because this is an important question. I'm going to set a picture for you. It's 158 in the morning you're at the bar you're with your best friend one song comes on and everybody in the bar starts losing their mind and screaming the words we're talking drunk songs the best drunk songs we're picking our top three favorite drunk songs i know i have like six honorable mentions as well because i like doing, 12 yeah uh, is, total
3: like i don't know where to go with it like i don't even know where to put it. i got one are, two i got are, two These are all timeless
1: bangers. These are, like, these are the best, so... uh, This
3: is such a hard fucking survival guide to narrow down to the three we usually do because... Every every song that started coming in my head, it was like, "I ah, fuck, so shit out of that bro, with a couple of in me. You know I mean? Like obviously. it
1: was it was put yourself in the position of whiskey, Jimmy, and then think about this. So uh, <laughs> I'll go and then Ken and then Jimmy. <clears throat> me and Jimmy are gonna book in because I know we're both I know Jimmy's like losing it over this one. So uh oh, dude. <laughs> I'll start out and this is this is a very regionally specific one. Uh, this is this brings me back to the memories of my wedding. Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill.
3: Knew that was fuck coming this is, out first. Yeah, of course yeah, you knew that was the first yeah. one. Uh,
1: so this is a song that if you are from Philadelphia, uh, if you don't get misty-eyed every time you hear it, then you have no soul. Uh, it reminds you me... You might
3: smash a gin and tonic onto a dance floor at a very <laughs> nice... Shouts to Kaylee Lennon, thank you very much Shouts (laughs) out
1: Yeah, so this was actually, this song means so much to me That the DJ actually dimmed the lights, brought up red lights And then me, I got, they didn't make me do it, but I I did it I got in the middle of the dance floor at my wedding Surrounded by all of my guests and wrapped this top to bottom So, Dreams and Nightmares intro by Meek Mill Hold up, wait a minute Y'all thought, y'all I, thought was I was finished. finished. When I got that Aston Martin, y'all thought it was rented. That's <laughs> my. That, I. I'm dead serious. I got goosebumps to hair. I'm standing up. I remember, like, like it was yesterday, being on Broad Street when we were on the Super Bowl and just crying on that song. So that is number Not much one. Uh, Ken, go with your first one. My first one. I'm gonna go with. It's a pretty, I guess,
2: obvious one. Uh, Toto's Africa.
4: <laughs> I just feel like
2: that's gonna get the whole room. Going. It's on my list. Yes, yeah, it's, it's on my just. List. The one I, local bar I go to in Havertown, they always do it, and it just – it gets the people going.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, I, no, one, no one knows what it means, but it gets the people going. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yo, so this reminds me of, this reminds me of Mike Chia Cherry. This song always reminds me of Mike yeah. Che Cherry. <laughs> I have the confession. I hate that song. Like, I know it. I've just – I've heard it so many times. Like, I True. can't that is the mark of a great drunk song, though. It's a song that everyone knows yeah, and everybody yeah, screams yeah. at the top of their lungs. Then they got a flute solo in there, or
2: yeah, but oh, we got a pan, pan, flute. pan
1: flute, the pan flute, yeah. <laughs> See, my Toto song of <laughs> choice is "All the line, Love." I think that's a better song. Love yeah. Always. All
3: right,
1: Jimmy, go with your first one, buddy.
3: All right, so my first one is the first one I thought of when you sent said it. And it's uh, Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis. Ooh, oh, it's like, oh, so yeah. sad he can't wait.
1: Yeah, you know crazy. what I
3: mean? Like, as like as soon as that goes on, man, I, or at least a bunch of people I know. I don't know how... how Dude, I, you I
1: could know. pick, like, four. Oasis is a great drunk band. Champion, Supernova. Yeah, basically
3: any song by Oasis that has made the top 40 hit. Yeah, but... Uh, don't look back in anger's mind, because it's got that. It's got that chorus, you know. It's
0: you
1: know, very like, like <laughs> I, I just picture like after like in like uh, a fo- like a football game in England, like everybody they, like
2: lock arms just, yeah. Just, like, oh yeah, that, yeah that's, exactly. That's a, that's you got great. the beer,
3: you got the beer bottle in one hand. And you got, you got
2: yeah, you got your pint of Guinness, just like them yeah. back. You might puke. I can <laughs> that's the my, Most
3: my... racist thing you've ever said on this <laughs> podcast. <Ken. laughs>
1: Oh kiss they
2: have drinkiness over
1: the Kenny, my, my uh my second one is the one that I, I, I think is for you. And I'm not even yeah. gonna I'm not even gonna sing any words. I'm just gonna do the intro guitar. I'm gonna go Oh, yeah. my own worst enemy by lit Oh my lit. God. That's a it. If you're sober means nothing but if that song comes on you're drunk and, it's no surprise to me i am my own worst enemy And it's great because like you're probably blacked out drunk
2: and you are your, are your own worst enemy, enemy. yeah, so, yeah. You know, just-
1: self-fulfilling prophecy here <laughs> that's great that's, great. that's, that's a another one with, that's another one with the chorus too the <laughs> Came window window night. Night. Yeah. All right. So that's my second one. I have nothing else to say about that. I have no background on lit. I just no, totally I guess- tried to become a country band in the last couple uh, of years. They,
3: they, they had a band name that so many people wish they had that band name nowadays. Oh yeah. They were, yeah, they really fucking
1: jumped the gun on that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, can J- go with your second one. My
2: second one is going to be a little bit for a younger crowd. Um, probably our age, maybe 10 years older. Yellow Cars Ocean Avenue oh, I feel like oh yeah.
1: yeah
2: it's got the chorus it has like the intro line It just it has all the hallmarks to become a great drunk song
1: if like I Glass could find you now, things will get better. I wonder if this is the only these, song These on both here. are like
3: emo night at
1: fucking oh, like yeah. KFN yeah, in Philadelphia you're mm-hmm. at the Dolphin Tavern <laughs> man, here, a hey, Drake night. Uh, yeah, th- th- I think it's the only song on he- a rock song on here with a violin. So shout out. Because yeah, then you got, oh, the you got
2: the drunk guy. This is like, like trying to do the drunk violin. Oh like, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, Good pick, man. That's that's a good one. I didn't even think about that one. Uh, Jimmy, go Gull-
2: real weird
3: or is he just like-
1: <laughs> Jimmy, go. Gull- oh, oh, you one, you
3: weenie. I've so many. I don't even know what to. Uh, um.
1: We'll do the whole honorable mention section. Yeah. All right. We'll
3: right fine, fine. 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 Uh, ah. ah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: To go I mean, every time, like,
3: you could honestly put the entire Guardians of the Galaxy uh, soundtrack on
1: in a bar. Awesome Mix Volume Nine.
3: Awesome Mix Volume Nine, and we would have uh, freaking. I won Volume One. What is Volume One? And, Oh. Yeah, it was volume one, and then volume two. <laughs> the uh, but we did uh, that. That song, "Oga Chaka," Oga I can't
0: stop there, oh, yeah. You know what I
3: mean, like, dude. I uh, we uh, at least the three of us. I know Eric is in. I know fucking Will's in. Oh, you, you wanna know, cover we have, that? Oh, oh, we could cover it. Sure. No, you no, no. But shit out of it. Yeah, yeah, we could cover the shit out of it, but I'm saying, you no, know, that would be a great cover. Yeah, let's do
1: it is We had to convince Eric. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was, he was like, Kyle, I know you'll do it. Ken, you'll do it. Eric will obviously do it. I think Will will do it. Shane will probably do it. Soundings. I understand. was just
3: saying, like, if we were out at a, if we were all out at a bar and that song came on, we were all singing that song oh, like, every fucking mind. word.
1: That's a good oh, pick, yeah. man. Oh, oh, by the way, I know where I got that mixed up with the awesome mix i uh, I'm thinking of Boner James 09. <laughs> uh, what's, what's, what's Boner James 09 from? Oh, shit. Uh, Boner um, James is from... Is that from Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Or it's one of those movies. Boner James. Uh, I'll, Superbad? Bad is what I think it was. I, I forget. I know I had a mixed CD in high school. Boner called James
3: Bo- 3 or something. like. Wait, yeah. I, I,
1: had a, I had a mixed CD in high school that stayed in my car for a very long time. It was called Boner James. Boner
3: James? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a weird car ride. Uh,
1: my last one, I think this is a true – you're at the bar. It's really late. This comes on. And I know for myself, for who I am, I look around the bar at who else is standing on a chair, screaming at the top of our lungs, and mm-hmm. we become best friends. Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen. That's a okay. that's a <laughs> okay. great end of the night. Like, and I I always have this memory of being at a what's the bar in Center City, the the oldest bar in in Philly, the McGillens. Uh, McGillicans, yeah. We were upstairs at McGillin's. Uh Our friend Vic had just broken a uh, a stack of like ten shot glasses, and. Uh, I was on top of a chair screaming, and I looked around, and there was, like, six more dudes on top of chairs, and we all looked at each other <laughs> like,
0: <"Dude,
1: okay." laughs> First off, because it starts out light. It's the screen to us. I am.
3: Oh God! Damn. And, go
1: and by the end of it, it's it's a town for losers. I'm pulling out of here to win.
3: <laughs> was that Bruce or was that Raylan Montaigne? I don't want to bring this up again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a town for good losers, up. and I'm pulling out of here
2: to win. <laughs> Clarence. All right, go with your last one. <laughs> My last one. Um, I think it's a good end of the bar night. Because if you hear it, it could give you the vibes to carry you on to an after party. And that is Eddie Money's Take Me Home
1: Tonight. Take me home tonight. <laughs> or Two Tickets to Paradise. Either well, one. Yeah, or either one. Eduardo De Niro. Was this just, the, oh, you know, I was gonna say, was that his real name? <laughs> no, 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 no. It
3: means Eddie Money in Spanish. <laughs> uh,
2: out. Singing some Take Me Home Tonight, closing out, and then it's like maybe we should grab a couple six packs, keep exactly. the party going. Yeah, let's, right.
1: let's go drink in a high let's go drink in the high school parking lot. Let's go. <laughs> Get some baseball bats, knock down some
2: mailboxes. And yes. that's
1: another one that starts out awesome with the doo-doo doo 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 sack solo in that too. The last the note he just goes. Take me home tonight Yeah, it's
2: just dude. It's 80s yeah, Rock
1: 101 Jimmy, pick one more And then we'll go through our honorable mentions <laughs> Hey, hey, baby Who,
0: how I, I wanna know <laughs> oh, you
1: like? Jimmy, you have a good, like, wedding playlist going here.
3: I do It's, it's, <laughs> it's just like it was just like bar cross South Philly kind of shit. The uh, the uh, the best song with the fucking money key change in the middle of the song. It's it's the electronic version, the one that by, like, like with a DJ and shit like it. Yeah 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 yeah. It's not the original one. That's like eh, you know like like with it's like old
1: jimmy someone
3: does the the original one but the the one and it's like has the crowd behind it and then it goes Mm -hmm. into the key change and it goes off and it's just like hey that's great
1: jimmy i thought you i thought you were going with the two live crew i thought you were doing hey we want some (laughs) dude i remember that song came on at our at our senior prom and uh, everybody started screaming, like, no, "No, no, no!" They played, "Hey, baby, ooh ah," and all the Northeast Philly idiots started going, "Hey, we want some booze. <laughs> and they shut it off, and everybody booed. Everybody booed oh, the DJ. Oh my that god! That was Sorry. like on our senior. Um,
2: we had like a senior boat trip, and it was right when "I'm on a boat" came out. Senior boat <laughs> oh, trip. Oh yeah, a
3: senior yeah. boat trip. It
2: was some weird. It was like a
1: little shitty. Us inner city
3: people. kids don't know anything about those senior. Hey, <laughs>
1: Jimmy, trips, real yeah. Jimmy, real quick, yo. That's your Spanish name. Senior Boat Trip. Senior <laughs> Boat Trip. <laughs> Senior boat. boat, boat, boat Jeannie Jeannie. Jeannie. It was
2: that very boat. But they put on, I'm on a boat by um
1: The Lonely Island.
2: The Lonely and then, Island. like the principal. That's how my teeth just... feel. Giants, you just shut it down. The second, like I'm on a motherfucking boat. boat. There's a bunch <laughs> of like seniors in high school yelling. Yeah, yeah. I right. don't know
1: why you said that. I in entertained went, "A girl, let me do it." It, looks, <laughs> it <just." laughs> different song, but all right. So those are all great picks. Those are three fucking outstanding lists. Uh, <laughs> Jim, let's go rapid-fire back and forth. I'll do one. Can you can get – or we'll go in order, so we'll go with our honorable mentions. My yeah. first one, I left this out because I really thought everybody was going to pick it. Mr. Brightside. How the fuck is Mr. Brightside not? Hey, on? I, I thought it was too basic, bitch, to so pick it, I. so I fucking kept it we're, off my list. We're dude. better than that. We're better than that. we're better than Coming out of my cage, and I've been feeling just fucking fine, dude. Trust me. I know how that game goes.
3: Well, yeah, uh, that's – that's a, everybody's singing it. Everybody's yeah. singing it. Everybody knows everybody's singing it. You know it. I know it. We don't have to talk about
1: it. Motherfucking jealousy, turning saints into the sea, swimming through sick lullabies, choking on your alibis. Ken, go with your first honorable mention. But the it's just rolling. rolling. The biscuits rolling. rolling, rolling.
2: <laughs> you might get some eyes looked at you if you go up to the Oscar <laughs> and put it on, but you might get another bro or two that My throw Dude, down. Dude, what? Right? what else is on your list? Ball with yeah. the ball by <laughs> Run. <laughs> will be out
1: out <laughs> it's, it's gonna be me hitting you and Kid Rock with the ball. That was Cheered the, the um, background.
2: that was the stepdad Terry
3: just yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's how you got COVID because fucking stepdad Terry refused. After a couple of long island ICE
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Jimmy, go with your first one. Your first, I don't mention
3: All right, this has a backstory to it, but you guys know the backstory to it. You know what it is, Colin. No, go black hole sun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we were in Tennessee, and me and uh, our buddy Trace, the producer down there, that we know, many times guest
1: of the podcast.
3: Yes, it, we were uh, knocking back some bourbons together because it was the first time I met him, and he, that was Americana know, Fest. That was no, 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 no. It was before that. No, we played that at was
2: something else. Um, that cross, was when the the,
3: yeah, that was the same place, oh, but was it was when the, the guy was guy yeah, yeah. That was that was microphone in the ass guy. <laughs> 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 Play with the guy like who built the sound guy built the microphones.
1: Oh, that's a that's a great that's
3: story. a night. That's a whole story. Yeah, but we, anyway, yeah, so I'll explain we what
1: we're gonna do with that story later. I'll talk to you guys about.
3: We'll that. we'll uh so we get in the uh we get in the car and we're going to Hattie b's and I'm fucking tanked and so is Trace and Black Hole Sun is on and I'm in the back <laughs> like holding on to <laughs> the shit right. handle.
1: <laughs> I got I'll my never, fucking head out the window, like
3: I'll never think <laughs> of
1: Hattie
2: Bee's chicken and like in the back of a minivan without thinking of black little son.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a weird specific memory. Yeah, it's very. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, that's that was a memory.
1: Ken, here's one. Me- here's another one. Basket case by Green Day.
2: Do oh, yeah. you
1: have the time? To oh yeah, play yeah. Do yeah. me wine? That's a fucking great one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ken, go- I thought
2: I thought you were gonna say Rosalita by Bruce. That's kind of the one I would have went through, but. Uh-huh. They both work. It's a great pick, yeah. I was gonna say it's
1: not a wrong pick. I just went with Thunder Road because I have very specific memories to that. A memory of that, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you pick Rosalina or do you have a second one? Jimmy
2: or me? Me? I have a second one. Um, I mean, what? Um, what's the Boston Red Sox song? Um, Sweet Caroline is one uh, I can't believe. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, 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 That was one night. Like, That's like, a layup. Like Sweet Caroline, piano man. I was like, get those out of here because everybody knows those are ones.
1: American Girl.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, your your dad rock ones. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll go. I'll go with one here. Uh, uh, I'm so paid by Akon is oh, one of my bet. Like, if we're yeah. drinking, dude. Like, I get it in, do it right. ninety on a sixty five, dude. I'm down. Hey. Uh, I was plus.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I know. I can do GZ albums all day. Uh, all right, now we we'll, now we'll start going rapid fire. Uh, right. This is how we do it by Montel Jordan. Always, yeah. always I, if, a banger, dude. If I if I hear if I'm in a bar and all of a sudden I hear because uh, on the beginning of the record it's like a crowd talking like, <sighs> if I hear that and then I hear this is how we do it, <laughs> I'm out. Yo, that's my, I'm I'm fucking out for the night, yo. And the same thing with Motown Philly by fucking uh, Boys to Men. Oh uh, well, yeah, that's oh, just yeah.
3: that's just because we're from where we're from.
1: No, because both because <laughs> they're fucking awesome.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, I got uh, I got um so. What else do I got? I would walk 500 miles.
1: Country, <laughs> Country Roads by John Denver. Country Roads. Country Roads is definitely going to get oh, people
2: lit. Um, Frankie Valli. You can do um, Oh, What a Night with the Four oh, Seasons. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. you can do I Love You, Baby. baby. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's the jam,
3: dude. Or uh, what's the name? Uh, I Love You More Today than Yesterday, but not as much as tomorrow. Like, banging Lyric. Can we yeah. talk about, like, whoever thought of that's a fucking genius? <laughs> you know what I mean? And how they sing it. I got. Uh, I also have a weird one. Uh, Ooh, girl, shock me like an electric, electric evil. Evil. Yeah, absolutely. That would be, uh, like, if I heard that, it was like, I would start doing
1: like a Frankenstein. Wait, one that leads me off that, actually. Pursuit of Happiness by Kid Cudi. I'm on a yeah. pursuit, pursuit
2: and happiness peanuts. and nah, nah. And then you'll probably get, was it the Steve Aoki? Did he remix that? Or he yeah,
1: did that yeah, yeah. Remix with it. Oh, hold on. I got another one here. Uh, this is all timer. Ken, this is very much me and you from early Trot days. Juicy by the Notorious B.I.G. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm absolutely.
3: I used to read Word of Magazine.
1: Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging, Hanging pictures, pictures on, on, my, on my wall. Every <laughs> Saturday, rabbit tack, Mr. Magic, Magic Molly, Molly Mall. Mall. Dude. I'm I, I rock till my tape pops. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on rapid stock. Way back, right, we, back I'll, when I'll, I had the red and black. All
3: right. Come on. Come on. We get it. Go ahead. Get uh, what's your next one? Uh, I, do, I think I'm out. I don't know if I'm I out. Am I, I, I out?
2: Another one with um, college, Colin. Um, it's kind of, it's for all you country fans out there, Luke Bryan's drunk ass home which is basically about going home drunk, drunk ass <laughs>
1: home. <laughs> for anyone I who likes country. all the whiskey and my money's all gone. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I also had Method Man by Wu-Tang Clan. The M-E-T-H-O-D man. man. Yeah. M-E-T-H-O-D man. M-E-T-H-O-D man. man. Hey, you get off my clown. Uh, there's a minute <laughs> of my keep going. Oh. Go ahead. Now he's right with me for me oh, because I get drunk. Oh, in yeah, 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 I
3: yeah, mean, no, uh, me you could go on and on with this one. Living I it up pushed- by Ja Rule. Tom I living it up. I I do oh, have, yeah.
1: I do have it written somewhere that at my funeral, living it up by Jaw Rule has to be played. But <laughs> that, it, that it, in, in writing? writing? Yeah, I have it in writing. I wrote it on a napkin somewhere. I don't remember where it is, but I don't <laughs> it remember. just
3: that's, uh, it's just.
1: Uh, wow. there was? Oh, there was one more that was like uh, an all-time wedding one, September by Earth, Wind and Fire.
3: Oh, do you remember? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But there's so, there's a million.
1: I can keep going forever on this. Like ser- uh, Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, you could go like uh You Shook Me All Night Long by A C D C. You could go like you can go I Wanna Dance Somebody by Whitney Houston. Yeah. You can go all kinds of fucking shit. What else do I got up here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking of myself, oh, this is one that to me, like this is very specifically like music. Like you have to be a little more in the know. Wake up by arcade fire. Oh, uh, yeah. that yeah, <laughs> are... Or you have to like really love the movie where the wild things are. like there.: was yeah. two, 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 uh, <laughs> two, Dude, never two read, the read the book, never saw the movie.
3: There's no I, word? I don't think there's any words
2: in the book, I think: it's just pictures.
3: <laughs> Never, never saw the book, never saw the movie.
1: <laughs> uh, hold on, here's never saw normal. the
2: movie in pictures. Never saw the still pictures.: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo, "My Way" by Frank Sinatra.
2: Oh, yeah,
3: that's – uh, I thing. mean, any Frank. I mean, uh, yeah, there's a Bianco, there's a Yovine, and there's a Doraco in the building. Yeah, we <laughs> <go>. uh, <laughs> I think
1: we're all going like to agree to that. Well, we didn't pick any Bon Jovi. I feel like Bon Jovi is white people screaming music. I feel like they, that's it.
3: Yeah, but we met the guy, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well, I mean, if you had to pick one living on a prayer, would obviously be – Yeah, be, yeah, or, yeah, no, yeah, I think Wanted Dead or Alive for me. Or well, yeah. Heart you to blame, baby. You can have love a bad name. <laughs> uh, hold on. The, the, oh, this is a PMT shout-out, dude. You know what I'm, I'm gonna say, Ken? What? Standing on a corner, Winslow, Arizona. Such a sight to, to see. It's yeah, a good I mean, the, Take it easy by the by the Eagles. Yeah, by yeah, yeah.
2: Eagles, you can
1: really any of their hits. Oh, and this is the last one I'm going to do because this is very specific to myself and I, ha- I I've said this a million times. The band Boston is my ultimate drunk band that oh. I don't give a flying fuck about Boston if I'm sober, but if I'm drunk <laughs> and more than a feeling comes on, yeah. <laughs> I'm more of a um, four play long time because it just yes, has that absolutely. Intro.
3: Oh. Dun, dun,
2: dun, dun, dun. And then I's I That
3: band for that uh same thing for me is uh what's the name? Uh Steve Miller Band. Like if uh I what's name? What, what's that what's that song called? Uh Swingtown? Like the Oh, swingtown oh, so
1: good. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, n- n- uh, uh You Can Call Me Al by fucking uh Paul Oh Simon. my god, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And even are doing the the the, the all night wait all <laughs> night
3: long by Lionel Richie we can go oh, all de-
1: night long. Uh, hold on. I now like just brought up that it reminded me of Rush for some reason. I'm trying to think. Is there a Rush song like Tom oh, Sawyer? Do,
2: um, Tom, Tom, so- Tom Sawyer, e? probably Limelight maybe. Oh,
3: Limelight. Limelight. I like yeah. Limelight. Red Beretta. That's another Dude, one.
2: Oh uh, fucking. Well, <laughs> we, didn't, Rush we, song. we didn't do? We didn't <laughs> do any did. hair metal. No, oh, Poison. Um, poison. Nothing but a good time.
1: <laughs> it's like kind of the same thing as Luke Bryan in a certain perspective. It's just I mean, like sweet, not that good, sweet, well, but bon it's. Bon Jovi's
3: sweet, hair metal, right?
1: Sweet you know Child of Mine. Right? We can go sweet Child of is. Mine. Welcome to the jungle.
3: You know yeah. where you are. You're in the jungle, baby. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> <the> wait. <laughs> if if we were in a bar and we were all drunk and we all we heard was. <laughs> boom, boom, boom,
1: boom, 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 Clint Eastwood,
3: you had one shot oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> oh clean eastwood too any gorillas yeah. really i
1: thought i thought, oh feel good ink for me
2: would be the one mm-hmm. um Boom. oh um if you want to go hair metal kickstart my heart motley crew oh, yeah, <laughs>
3: <a> <laughs> dude wait what's, what's the one motley crew song the slower one Oh, God. On has my way.
1: Yes. no that, that's sweet home music, sweet Home sweet home is. Oh yeah, you're home. right. With the fucking about? No, home sweet home is a great pick. Oh, you know, I'm a dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> My heart's a gold. That, that's another one. That's a like great one.
2: Yeah. Like two p.m. <laughs> so, two a.m. Two p.m. Two p.m. Well, I don't know about you
1: guys, but, <laughs> but I like so, it be
2: blacked
1: out at two p.m. <laughs> what are some other ones that like? Uh, oh, uh, Superman by Goldfinger. Oh yeah. Here oh, I am mm, doing everything if, I can. I can't,
3: Oh, dude, that's uh, my shit. 90,
2: 99 Red Balloons. Oh, 99
3: oh.
1: Los, Das balloons. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. 99, 6 Klick, Minister. Frehn's on some fancy All right. Man. How I, you know that? That's, that's <laughs> the third <laughs> one. Uh,
1: wait. Oh, my God. What is... I'm trying to think. There has to be, like... Oh, when you said Boston Red Sox song, I thought you were saying Shipping Up to Boston by fucking Dropkick Murphy. Oh, that's... A good that's one.
3: A, dude, there's a ton of Dropkick Murphy song I could mention, but nobody's gonna fucking know them because I'm the only Dropkick...
1: and then i I just want to go through a couple more like hip-hop one specific like uh antidote by fucking travis scott i was listening at today driving and i just don't you open up that window don't you let out the antidote it's lit uh
3: i mean i could do what's uh, what's that one song that's like i might uh
1: uh, oh i know you're talking oh that's uh uh is that a slide by um, uh, Frank Ocean and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yes, um, Do you slide yeah. on all your nights? I guess Calvin Harris featuring Migos. Calvin Harris, that's uh, it. Right. Bad and bougie by Migos. My bitch is bad. Whipping b- up dope, Whipping with, up dope with the Uzi. <laughs> that's the shit right there. I uh, got okay. here's a really depressing one too. Oh, cool. hurt by Nine Inch Nails, but the Ooh. Johnny Cash version.
3: Uh, but the Johnny Cash version, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. So,
1: who's closing the bar with this? <laughs> <laughs> the oh my god. Man.
2: Last call, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: I gotta get the fuck
1: out of here. <laughs> All right, well, that, that's literally the last call, ladies and gentlemen. That's gonna be the end of this episode. Yeah, we it's gotta get it job. done. I always enjoy having Jimmy and Ken. I think this is a wonderful threesome dynamic. We need to get Mr. Rose Ooh. Malone in here. I like how we just kind of let Will and Erica not do it. Like, they're just like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, well, I mean. I think Eric's, Erica's exact words were, don't ever make me do it. <laughs> <laughs> she's not bad, though. No, she's fucking great. She hates to talk in the microphones. She hates to hear herself talk.
3: Well, I mean, if we're trying to make a living out of doing this, I don't know what the <laughs> is. Yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to like, back her in the like, right after she that. She was like a waitress. She, 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 she sings in a band. Like, what do you... She's so
1: personable. But then yeah, even, like... you know, she also didn't like being on stage for a while. She got horribly nervous all the time. Maybe it's, it's a situation where she grows into it. She also loves podcasts, so it's like weird to me. Yeah, she's yeah, the one knows? that
3: turned me on to podcasts.
1: Well, I think general. she likes podcasts in general because she doesn't have to be on camera. I think she uh, just doesn't like love being. Some people just don't like to be on camera. Yeah, that's true. Uh Oh, and then one more. I I just thought it was one more sad one that I always screen the words to is Jolene by, uh, by Ray LaMontagne.
3: Oh, wait, Jolene by Ray LaMontagne. Yeah, he Jolene does a cover all,
1: of it. Oh, does no, he? No, it's it's not a cover. It's, it's a not a cover song. of the. No, no, oh. the original Jolene is Jolene. 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 I always saw it. I was kid. Like, no, the Ray really LaMontagne version different. is the chorus is the Jolene. I ain't about to go straight. It's too late. You don't know that song? I know it. I always just Jim, listen to it that. Was, You're gonna love that. Okay. Jolene
4: by Ray Lamontagne.
1: Wait, have you ever seen this, The movie The Town. Yeah. No. It's the ben last Affleck. song. It's the last song in the town when they, it goes to the credits. Jolene's playing. So It's uh, no, okay. very specific. But all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of the Kill Your Internet podcast. Uh, we will have another one out this week. We will also be dropping the uh, the Fillmore Live. We got other stuff to talk about, but not yet. So, everybody, fucking have a great week. Fuck you guys. We love you.